This episode is brought to you by Eufy Video Lock. Eufy is a smart lock with 2K cam and doorbell that's a three-in-one triple security, so you can have everything in one device rather than install many pieces on your front door. It's not just for security, but it's also for convenience. No more concerns about losing keys. You can assign passwords to your family members and see them coming back home via the integrated camera. It's easy to install and set up with just a Phillips screwdriver. It's got keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys when your hands are full. It also has a rechargeable battery that could last around four months, and you'll get low battery notifications before it runs out. Passcode unlocking with a remote control with 2K clear sight to see who's at your front door and control from anywhere through the app. And with enhanced night vision, you can have optimized view even in the evening. No monthly fee, unlike other brands that will charge monthly fee. You have your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage. This is the future. This is everything I love about what's happening with doors. In my opinion, this is an absolute no-brainer. I'm telling you right now, this is an absolute no-brainer. We installed them in the house, and it makes, especially when you have a family, it makes life so easy, so secure, so safe, and once again, so easy. Search Eufy Video Lock, that's E-U-F-Y Video Lock, or visit eufyofficial.com slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Thank you, thank you, gentlemen and guns, coming. Brand new podcast, and you're going to love it. She is a TikTok star that I discovered. I would say I discovered her. I've been, Brian Regan actually probably did. Actually, she did all the hard work herself but i will tell you i've worked with this woman on the road for years four years i absolutely love her like a daughter i honestly do and 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 i i get critical of her the same way i do my daughter like i don't like the pictures if, if she has makeup on i go whoa what are we doing here she is the best she is um had one of the top specials of 2020 with quarter life crisis she is touring massively uh, now that things are opening up, you can find her in a theater, and I would get tickets quick because they will sell out immediately. She's one of the, I'd say she's one of the best youngest comics working. I only say youngest because I think she's so young, but she's probably just your age. So don't think that you're listening to a child talk. She does have one of the best TikTok games out there. She has blown up. She is, we talk about that. We talk about how she used the pandemic to kind of better herself and her career and her work. We talk about a little bit about depression and what, kind of what that's been like for all of us in the pandemic and specifically her. And we talk about a bunch of stuff. She's like, she is like a daughter to me because I run to her and ask her questions about things I don't know about. I'm like, well, tell me what this is. And she's like, well, God, here we go, old man. I absolutely adore her. She is fantastic. I'm very lucky to have been a part of her career at the beginning. Ladies and gentlemen, stand-up comedian, Taylor Tomlinson. Ladies and gentlemen, the most successful comic during the pandemic. Are you introducing yourself? No, it's you. Are you I kidding? I think it's you. Every time I turn on fucking TikTok, it's you. How much material do you have? Like, <laughs> I, like I, you know what's crazy is I toured with you. Um, I just brought you here to talk, tell good stories about me, about what a good person is. So when the cancel culture comes for me, I got this oh. interview. Oh, no, That's all I know. I'm, do. I'm, I'm just loading these up. <laughs> the um, uh, No, every time I turn on TikTok, it's you doing a new bit. Oh, that's like, so nice. I'm fucking, 
I'm sitting here going like, I like, I write a lot. I, I legit write a lot to the point. I remember Segura saying one time he, Bert has written, has forgotten more than that guy has written. Right. So I write a lot. And I, I just, it's the way my brain works, but man, you are fucking killing it. Oh, thank you. I did a lot of outdoor shows. Um, I did a few in like December and I filmed all of them and just tried to do a lot of like crowd work and stuff and like short jokes and like, you know, things that you tweet. I just tried to get on camera. And then I did that uh, in La Jolla like a month ago also. So I have some clips from that as well. And just trying to. And you're still touring right now. I'm touring now. Yeah. Just got off the road. Just got off the road. I was just in Des Moines. I did. Des Moines Funny Bone? Yeah. Ooh. Alicia? Yeah. I love that club. I know. It's really great. I love that club. Yeah, it's awesome. I did um I did the outdoor tour with Whitney. I did like 19 shows that were outdoors in Philly in September. That was like my first 19 shows, shows in Philly back. that were outdoors. Uh-huh. With like 50 to 75 people, which is why we did so many. Helium, uh, not helium uh um, punchline. Live Nation. Mm-hmm. Punchline. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that and then we did the like drive-in tour with Whitney, which was nothing like your drive-in tour, which was a lot more dates. I think we only did like eight or something. Oh yeah. Yeah. We did. I don't forget what we did, but we did. I just kept adding them. Cause I was like, I, I was having so much fucking fun. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think you're the most successful comedian coming out of the pandemic, but <laughs> I by the way, that. by the way, I it's, it's funny. I actually got, I wonder if you felt this. I actually got, um, I wouldn't know if I'd say the humble's the wrong word. I got self-conscious about it, about oh. working hard during the pandemic because mm -hmm. I I heard some guys I heard a, couple, a few guys talk shit about me in try, like they were trying to joke but you could tell they weren't joking they were really upset about you touring about me touring and mm -hmm. like and just being irresponsible and, mm -hmm. and I, which I wasn't I'm sure if you did the tour you know we stayed in a bubble we did never left our bus we oh, yeah. were fucking safe as shit but um I got self conscious about about not being able to stop running like not being able mm -hmm. to put. Like, is it, it was a beautiful feeling at the beginning of the pandemic when everyone was on, like, no one was getting spots. So you were yeah. like, you're like, oh, fucking let's breathe for a little bit. I didn't feel any of that. <laughs> I I had no moment of let's breathe for a minute. I well, everything shut down a week after the special came out. And so I was still promoting the special. Wait, pretty your, spe hard. your special came out right right before mine. March 3rd. Yeah. Oh, I was March 17th. Yeah. So yours came out like a week after everything shut down. Mine came out a week after everything shut down. Yours came out a week. Yeah. Or mine came out a week before everything shut down. So I did a bunch of press like in New York City the week before and then had all this press lined up. And then like I remember I was at KTLA the day everything shut down that morning and they kept going, oh, sorry, we just have to push your segment because there's just a lot of COVID news coming out like we just have to get and they i was there for like two hours and then they were finally like can we just reschedule maybe because yeah it seems like something big is happening all our press went away all my yeah. press for my special went away immediately and i was and and that gave me a panic and that's when i came up with the idea because i was like i was like i can't i can't just sit here yeah like i don't know i like in my head i was like you know this like special comes out you tore that you tore mm -hmm. like that's that's when you're selling tickets yeah and I just was like, I'm not sitting on my hands. I remember when I called I, when I called News Fora. Who, who's your is Nick your agent? Yeah, yeah. I called Nick, and I remember Nick and Judy. I was like, I want to do drive-ins, and Nick so did, smart. just the, the fucking sound in his voice. He goes, "That's not a thing." Yeah, <laughs> you made that a thing, dude. I, I I can tell you when we got our first offer, 
I was walking out there. I was walking right out there in that Uh yard and our dog Izzy ran into my leg and knocked me down. And I thought I blew out my knee. Oh, and I took the whole call with Nick about doing the tour. And I thought I blew out my knee and I was like listening, going like bending my knee going, okay, okay. And then, you know, and then the rest, the rest is history, but it, I talked to Bargazzi about it. It was fun as shit. Yeah. Like the idea of getting out and being and doing things and allowing people a safe way to get out was yeah. fun as fucking shit. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I think everyone who was on tour with you said the same thing. I forget who I talked to. Oh, I talked to Stephen Fury who did yeah. shows. And he was like, oh, it's like so special. It's like nothing else. Oh, it was, it was I miss it. I miss it. I'm going to try to, um, I have an idea that I haven't really unveiled yet but i'm going to try to do something replicate it once a year something similar mm-hmm. um but i haven't really figured out it out how it's going to work but i but i have i, I can't stop my brain from thinking yeah. so like the first week was first two weeks was like really cool oh so, of lockdown yeah 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 no it's fun <laughs> i feel good about disappearing for the next four years because i spent some time with my daughters yeah can i tell you what i think i, I i've always said this to you and i, I don't know it's been very poignant lately. I've always told you I don't like you with makeup on. I don't like you when you look pretty. I, oh. It bothers me. I, like, I don't. I I'm only wearing like makeup you. right now. Yeah, Are you know, uncomfortable? No, no, no. I'm not. Oh, you mean like, you I've mean like photo shoot? Or got, you mean- yes. I get, I've gotten comfortable with it. Okay. But very early on, I know you as no makeup backpack. I wear makeup. Leather it's jacket. It's just not a ton of it. Right. Yeah. It's, I know what it is. It's Georgia. Yeah. I look like your daughter. Yeah. And I, and it makes me uncomfortable yeah, to watch people- her grow up. Oh yeah. Like I'm, it's, I, I don't like it. I really don't like it. And I definitely don't like that. You guys have similar fucking opinions about the world. <laughs> We're both like, maybe don't say that dad. Ooh, I got lit up. <laughs> I got lit up oh, about no. Elliot page oh, in my kitchen. Bert. I was, I was just, I was just talking. <laughs> I wasn't even saying anything. I was just talking. Mm-hmm. And I, and it was a day. And by the way, first of all, I'm a huge Elliot page fan. Right. Like I like, Everything he has done, like, yeah. but right now we're obsessed with uh, Umbrella Academy. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And I'm just talking like a person would talk in their house. Right. Not on a platform. Just like a person would talk in their house. And and it's all of a sudden fucking this little snitch pops up and is like, hey, you, you can't say what you just said. And I was like, what? And I was like, hold on. I'm working out yeah. an idea. Like, I got I to gotta be able to. I, you can't expect me to have the perfect idea when shit happens that I have all the right takes on everything. Right. And that's what's happening right now in this world is like everyone needs to have the perfect right take. And if you say something a little off center, you better make sure no one's around to hear it. Of course. But that's, I think that's the benefit of having daughters is that they can call you out on it in private and you go, oh good, I'm glad I didn't say that in front of yeah. people who don't love me enough I didn't even to say tell anything me. Bad. For the record, I didn't even say anything I'm bad. sure you didn't. I'm I, sure. No, I really didn't. I really didn't. I really didn't. And that's what bothered me is I was right. like, I was, and is sometimes it, you know, goes a little far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I was just talking. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't want to learn from kids. <laughs> I, that's the craziest thing. Cause I was, I was walking today and I was like, I would like, I loved your approval of things when I had an idea that was off center mm-hmm. and you liked it. Mm-hmm. I liked your approval. Mm-hmm. And that, and this, and then there is a real correlation between you and Georgia, because I do, I do feel like, I do feel like I, I, I 
toured with you and you probably toured with a lot of guys more than me, but like, I feel like I toured with you when you were your formative stages and I feel like, uh, and I, and I, and for some reason I, it was just like quiet Taylor. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're as, as big an act as I am. I mean, you're selling as I many mean, tickets as I am. I mean, that's untrue, but I appreciate but, it. No, but I mean, and, and then you go, shit, man, I, it's hard to be cool with like, I, I'm, I'm amazed that people can do it, you know? Like yeah. talk to people that are younger than them that are doing what they're doing better. I mean, your social media, like I thought I was so good at social media and I look at your social media and you're fucking killing it. Oh, thank you. That was something I worked on during the pandemic. You I really mean, did work on. It's so hard because it was all you had for months and months. And when we went into lockdown, I mean, Sam and I were dating at the time and like we're both workhorses. So we were like, first day we're like we're gonna make a web series like we're gonna do a podcast like we did a lot of stuff together that i'm really proud of that like and we both had specials that had just come out so there was no like let's just chill i mean that was chilling for road comedians is like Mm -hmm. we're home every night that's awesome (laughs) like yeah this is enough of a break we can work all day on making sketches and podcast episodes and you know, writing and whatnot. And obviously at a certain point you're like, okay, I have to go back on the road. I can't do everything from home anymore. But during that time, I really, and I was coming off of working with social media, like a team of social media people for the special that I had learned a lot from them. So all of that combined made me a lot better at it now, I think. Yeah. Your, your social media presence, I would argue you there, you know, there's a few people that really stepped it up during the pandemic myself, not included. I mean, I think work-wise business-wise, I mean, I toured, did a, t- did a couple TV shows. Like, I mean, I think I had, yeah. a, I had like, but when you look at like guys like Tim Dillon and Andrew Schultz and yourself and Sam and Mark Norman, and I mean, yeah. there's a whole group that a uh, fucking Chris DiStefano, Giannis, like there's a whole group of people that were like, Oh, I'm, I'm not letting up at all. Yeah. Cause you can't, I mean, I think I looked at people like you or like Whitney or whoever. And I was like, well, they Whitney, can just Whitney's- chill out. I was like, they can just chill. Oh, I look like, at, they're I, so famous. They're good. I look at Ari. I'm jealous of Ari in the sense that he really does not care. Like he really, gen- like I watched, he's, I don't even know where he is. I think he's in Cuba right now. Oh, and I, and he really genuinely doesn't care about this business. Like at all, which is amazing. And I go, what yeah, a gift that freedom. I, I really genuinely care. I'm like, I'm not ready to move to Austin. I haven't done everything I want to do here. Mm-hmm. Like I, Tom's moving to Austin, and I'm like, you're, like, I'm not saying you're done with LA, but you're done with LA. Like, mm. like I mean, this town's gonna come back, and I'm oh, like, yeah. and I'm like, I'm, I'm not ready to leave. I want, I, I want to challenge myself at the store. I want to see that, like, people like yourself, that generation of comics, come in. And then all of a sudden I'm talking about something where I go, where I go, I got to step up my game. I remember when old dudes would come to the Boston comedy club mm-hmm. I'd be like, Oof, someone's uh, been on the road. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, that's what being NLI is for. Cause even like New York, like, and the store too is very touristy. Like the store yeah. and like the seller, a lot of tourists, I yeah. think. So you could argue that's still kind of the road. It's just like, cool people on vacation maybe but doing like the variety of shows there are in LA whether it's like more ulti shows or you know the improv or whatever like I think 
it really helps you figure out like, okay, did this just work because it was my audience and we were in Des Moines? Wait, have you gotten there yet? Yeah, and it's so much fun. It's like way better. <laughs> it's way better when they see you on purpose. I thought about you because I was in Des Moines and like, it's obviously we're at half capacity and whatnot, but we added, you know, a show or two or whatever. And it's, uh, I emailed Robbie and I was like, man, I was thinking about the last time I was at this club in 2019 and how different it is to do it to like a sold out weekend of people who all bought tickets on purpose to see me. And I'm like, thank you so much for like changing my life. And I really was panicking when the special came out and everything shut down. Cause I was like, oh, I, mi I missed it. Like I missed the, I'm yeah. going to miss the window. And when I come back, when all this comes back, like you have to be famous already. So I, I hope this special does okay to carry me through to the next level. But I thought I was like, I think every comic felt that way. That wasn't at like your level that was like, oh, I'm done, I guess. I guess I didn't make it. That's funny. I, 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 I actually definitely had a similar thought where I went, I had a cool run. Really? Yeah. Well, wow. that's why I just, that's why I just started doing, like a lot of my decisions artistically are based out of panic. Yeah. So not panic, but, um, but like necessity, obviously, but. So, um so you know how like uh you ever seen celebrities tweet uh i've always found this comical tweet whether it's uh it's james woods or or uh the uh the other lady um uh who's the one that played in sam uh Alyssa milano james oh. woods or Alyssa milano okay like sometimes i go I don't mean this shitty. I just mean this as an observation. I will see them tweet sometimes like about something obviously very political that that they um, stand behind that is kind of a no brainer. Like, you know, I think all women's rights should be right, decided right. by women. You're like, yeah, no shit. And I mean, I, I say no shit. And sometimes I see that and I go, that was them wanting to be a little more creative. And they said that platform or James Woods, um, our, our rights are our rights. You take my gun out of my bloody hand, whatever the fuck they say. I don't really follow any of that. But I see sometimes celebrities tweet out stuff or post videos. This is who you should vote for. And I sometimes I just go, yeah, that's not definitely not why people line up to see you at a club mm -hmm. is hear your politics. But I understand that need to want to post. Yeah. That need to want to post is very real. Yeah. And I, I sometimes have done that with, the, with what's going on with the fucking Asian hate crimes. I'm really yeah. upset by it. I, but I, Maybe it's right or wrong, but uh, but our you know our best friends are Asian. Our best our family's best friends, that who we've grown up with. My mm -hmm. kids have grown up with. My best friends are Asian, and I'm, it bothers me. It really bothers me. My my job is not to just tell you my politics or tell you that that's horrible. You should know right. that that's horrible. If you don't know that's horrible, I'm not getting through to you. But with comedy, I might. Right. Like that's because that's my skill set. Right. Right. Yeah. Like my skill sets being funny or coming up with an idea to sh of a video to shoot that and I'm never put like politics into my my material. But if I if I but that's my job. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. But I think you're always doing that. Like, I think being funny all the time and providing people with content, like doing all your how many podcasts do you do a week? 16. Like <laughs> you put out all these podcasts every week. You put out funny videos. You're making movies and specials and whatnot. You do all that so that when you want to post about something important that you feel strongly about, everyone's like, oh, okay, maybe I should pay attention if yeah, he's but, posting about it. Yeah, but it's 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 also, you know, 
I don't know. I was brave when Gaffigan did it, I thought. Yeah. I was really impressed with Jim because Jim doesn't do that at all. Yeah. And I'm not saying there's cowardice in why I don't do it. But it's I just easier feel like, not to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's it's also, it was, hang on. That's not easier not to. Mm-hmm. If you look at that day where everyone posted the black squares. Right. It was we not easy to not post that. Which we square. weren't supposed to do it. What? We weren't supposed to do the black square thing because I did it and then. Everybody was like, oh, you're not supposed to do that because you're actually just taking up space posting. This So now everybody's feed is just like a black square and it's not actually saying anything or amplifying people that need to be amplified. And I was like, oops, sorry. Like, it's just, you know. Well, I felt I felt I felt like it wasn't my place to post a black square because yeah. I didn't have a story to share. Right. I, I should be listening. Yeah. I've gotten in so much trouble for listening. You have mm. no idea. I did a podcast with Ashling B. Um, you know who she is? Uh, Irish yes, comedian. yes, yes, yes. She did the 15s with me, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah, And she came on my podcast and lit me up, like lit me up about representation at the comedy store, that there weren't enough people of color and there weren't enough women or whatever it was. Oh, yes. And I it was about mostly this. about women. And I, I just listened. Yeah. I thought that was you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Just listen. And boy, not one person wanted me to listen. <laughs> Really? No one. Who got mad at you? Every, every comic at the store. Everyone that really? worked at the store. Well, you can't criticize the store, Bert. The store is all powerful and no, all knowing. Well, listen, the, <laughs> but it's the women that worked at the store. They're like, how oh, can she yeah. say that women don't work? I work at the store. Right. And she was like, she's saying that because she doesn't work there. I work there. You know, like right. I, I've busted my ass to get in there. Did she say there are no women or did she say there weren't enough women? There weren't enough women. It's which you, right. could, you could say that easily there's not enough women in comedy. Right. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah. yeah. And any, any, well, there's a lot of women and there's a lot of women in some fields. <laughs> I mean, sure. in comedy. I mean, in like any, oh, yeah, any yeah. club or any show. It's so funny that men's that, that there is a type of man that thinks that women aren't funny. Yeah. I mean, that's the fucking funniest thing I've ever heard. Right. Is that there would be a dude. Like what kind of women does he date? I don't know. If I see a comment like that online, I'm like, that's a bot, right? Like, that's not a real. That's what I, can I tell you? I've been saying that so much Mm -hmm. that I go, there's not really someone that does that, right? I mean, I know there are, because again, you get comments every once in a while and you're just kind of like, all right. Like, it's so ridiculous. I don't think anybody even cares anymore because it's so stupid. It's, is, do you, do you find that you get negative comments from like, of of from guys thinking you're taking a guy's space um like just people online yeah, like, or like because like, your quarter life spe- quarter life crisis was one of the best specials i've oh, seen thank you thank you for watching it by of, the way of course i watch the people i like thank you like I've, I've, I've worked with you all the time i love your stand-up i think your stand-up super you. smart super fucking funny super ballsy i love the direction you're going but is there were there people were there did you get I mean, I get people that go, this guy's just a drunk alcoholic who takes his shirt off. Right. And you're like, clearly you just missed. You didn't listen to it. Right. Or you, and you're like, or you're... Leanne, that's very mean. Why would you say that? <laughs> but were there were there men that came at you? Because I know Whitney gets a lot of shit. Uh, yeah, no, nobody. I don't know. I You and I, I think, are very similar in that we go, yes, we know we work very hard. We we show up, we do the work, but also there's a lot of luck involved. We know that. Yes. 
Uh, we I feel a lot of that. guilt. Yeah, you feel a lot of like guilt on some level for being successful because you know, like, well, so and so is really good too, or just as good, or is better than me, or thinks they're better than me, and they're not where I am, and I feel bad about that, and it's going to keep me up till four in the morning. And so I don't know how much of it is in my head and how much of it is actually um, happening. Uh, you know, it's it's never like. And it's never so like in your face. I think that's the fucked up part. I think you probably know this better than anyone is like people make like comments or people will tell you someone made a comment and you go kind of like, all right. Now, most of my friends in this business are like, oh, I don't hear anybody say shitty things about you. And you're like, well, they're not going to say it in front of you. Like it doesn't make you feel any better when your friends say that. Um, But yeah, I mean, it's it's uncomfortable. Like I've lost friendships in this business that I still kind of don't, I don't know what happened exactly. It's like, here's what I'm realizing. People's feelings about your career are about them. Mm -hmm. And it's about them feeling like they're not where they want to be and them frustrated that they're working so hard and they're working just as hard as you are. And exactly as hard, exactly as hard. They, you could, the, you could argue they deserve it as much as you do, but there's no deserve in this business. There's just what, what is there's no deserve. You have to work really hard. You have to be really talented and you have to be really lucky. And the people who get bogged down in like being really bitter and angry that they are not where you are or where I am or, or whoever that they deem to be beneath them. I think it just makes them miserable And I I got to a certain point where I was like, I can't let them be miserable in their bitterness and make me miserable because I know it's happening. Like it doesn't, there's no point dwelling on it because it's not, it's not about you and it's not about me and it's not them going, you're trash. It's them going, God, why can't I do it? Why is nobody giving me the opportunity I deserve or I've worked so hard for? And it's it sucks when you catch that flack and because it, it hurts your feelings and you're very sensitive. I'm the most sensitive. I'm person. so sensitive, but I, I've really lately just been trying to go like, you know, that's fine. It's not about me because I think I used to go the opposite way where I went too far and I went, you're right. I suck. Why would I, why would I think it was okay for me to do that? Like I used to say it before anyone else did. I was like, well, so-and-so is way better than me. And of course it's fine. And it's like, this business is so subjective. Everybody's so different you can't even say at a certain point, so-and-so is way better than so-and-so. It's like, these are different people. So if there's a guy looking at me going, why the fuck are you on Netflix? And I'm not, I'm going like, we're not the same thing at all. I didn't take your spot. Cause I'm not, there's like three comedians that are similar to me in the industry's eyes that could be mad at me maybe. And it's like, women around my body type and height who have been doing it a similar amount of time. Like that's who can be mad. Like you can't be mad at me if you're like just a a guy, just like a road dog who's been doing it forever because the business was not going to cast us in the same. We're not auditioning no. for the same part. This podcast is brought to you by Tushy. God, I wish I had Tushy here in Serbia. Man, my ass has not been great. It's not the greatest toilet paper and Tushy sprays clean water on your ass. The bidet system is fantastic and I genuinely miss it. I feel like I'm just spreading shit all around my ass cheeks as opposed to cleaning it, hydrojetting it off my ass. Tushy helps your bum stay clean and fresh all summer. Oh, 
It is swamp-ass season out here. Get your business with a precise, angled, steady, clean stream nozzle that self-cleans, starting at only $99. Tushy Bidet installs in just 8.5 minutes and requires no electricity or additional plumbing, so you can have a clean butt this summer. Attach Tushy to your existing toilet, drop trowel, and watch your anus say, wow. If you don't like the idea of cold water on your anus, try the Tushy Spa 3.0 for added bonus temperature control. Warm water on my asshole. I love it. Go to hellotushy.com slash birdcast to get 10% off your order and free shipping. This podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. I wish I had HelloFresh here in Sorbia. It's overwhelming. You know, when you live in a house, you have the stuff that you've had for years, you know, for months. When you're here by yourself, I go to the grocery store and I got to be honest with you, it's overwhelming. It's genuinely overwhelming. HelloFresh cuts out the stressful meal planning and grocery store trips. So you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or less. They also have these quick and easy meals for 15 to 20 minute meals, dinners, breakfast on the go, and more easy options for the busy lifestyle. That is me. They offer 50 menu and market items each week, including ready to eat salads. That would be so fucking great. Just a ready to eat salad sandwiches and soups or something for everyone to enjoy. These are recipes designed and tested by professional chefs and nutritional experts to ensure deliciousness. And simplicity, dude, I cannot wait to get home to LA, sit down with my family and eat a HelloFresh dinner. This, <laughs> if you, I'm like getting, I'm getting homesick right now. Go to HelloFresh.com slash BurtCast14 and use the code BurtCast14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping. How can you beat that? Go to HelloFresh.com slash BurtCast14. And use the promo code BERTCAST14 for up to 14 meals plus free shipping. America's number one meal kit, HelloFresh. The conversation was also had about like uh, uh, diversity in those 15 minutes, right? Oh, yeah. Or the 30 minutes. Yeah. And I felt like going, you yeah, guys, it's. I, I, that's always been there. Like, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, sure. I guess maybe in like the eighties and seventies, it was just white dudes. Mm -hmm. You know, I've always seen diversity and I've seen guys like people forget very clearly, like Dane and I are the same age. Like oh, yeah. I, I was Dane, like, and Dane is, that's such a good example of this business. Yeah. And, and I, I watched, I watched Dane blow up and I, there's no, and I watch people trash him. Yeah. I mean, I, I would never want to say that to, I'm sure Dane knows it, but people would trash him. Yeah. People would trash him. And I was like, by the way, if anyone's going to trash him, should have been me. Right. Like he was taking my spot. Like he right, was right. fucking young, better looking. Yeah. I will say this without a doubt, a hundred percent funnier than I was. <laughs> I'm telling you this without a fucking doubt. That man made me cry La Bill Burr is just a little bit older than me. Bobby Kelly is my age. Like yeah. I watched these dudes, Gary Goldman, when they did Torgasm, I remember going like, God, man, I would love to be on there. But I didn't, I didn't, I never, I got lucky. I don't think it's a good thing, but I think I, something must've happened to me as a kid where I was cool being, like you said earlier, where you're like, they're just better than me or whatever, whatever. And then, and then and I think it, it leaked over. Cause I remember I had a real issue with, um, people talking about hard work mm. like people talk, like it, it was i made a point about it. i talked about kevin hart i'm trying to make i tried to make it a joke and i don't think it came out like a joke 
which is, yeah, by the way, which was, is innocuous. Kevin's never going to get upset by it. Right. Because Kevin knows what a comic is. Right. But like, you know, you also got, he's pretty busy being yeah, like the most successful. successful comic in the world. <laughs> but yeah, like, but I've known Kevin for a while. So right. it's, he's not, it, there's no upsetness in it. But I don't think he's sitting up in bed sweating. Like, what did Burt Kreischer say? I think he would be like, he would be like, oh, Burt Kreischer's still doing comedy. <laughs> I would be shocked. <laughs> I thought he gave up to have a family. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't realize you could do both. <laughs> oh, but yeah, like I, I had a problem with people who said they worked hard because I knew that it, hard work wasn't the thing. Right. Because so many people are working hard. Yeah. The thing is just that one lucky break. Like you need like seven of them, really. Yeah. Now you do. You need seven. Yeah. You have to realize that. You know, I look at Joe as like a huge example of this is like, and you can be put on timeout for a little bit. Mm. The industry can just go back then. What's crazy is I guess not anymore. That's so funny. Back then, if you did something that they didn't like, they put you on TV timeout and then oh. you didn't work for a little bit. Oh, but now you can just start a podcast and just go, fuck it. I'll make my own thing. Right. You know, right. and like Dane blowing up way before you, it's not like that took away from you blowing up now, you know, like I, was, I think it behooved me to watch him succeed, watch the way he run his business. Yeah, I have, I've always been a fan. I've said this too much. Todd Glass says, if you say something a lot, you got to figure out why you're saying it. Mm. Right. He goes, uh, he was talking about, I think he said this. I don't know. I think he said it publicly. Uh, he goes, Jay Leno always says, I never spent my Tonight Show money. Mm -hmm. He's like, why Why is he saying that? If you say it a lot, you, you've heard him say that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've heard him say that. So you know he says it a lot. Why is he saying that? And I was like, that's an interesting point. One of the things I have always said is I'm a, I'm a fan first. Mm. I don't know why I say that. I'm a fan first because I think I go, I'm very cool with learning from someone or learning how someone's doing something mm. and going like, Okay, like I don't think I'm the most talented guy in the world. I'm not the most innovative guy. I'm not the most brilliant guy in the world. But like, but I, I've seen times when I've missed the boat. Like Dane pulled me aside and walked me through how to get a MySpace account. And right. I chose not to. Right. I mean, and then a week later, I was doing Coke with the guys that were programming MySpace. Wow. Pro, and they go, Do you know Dane Cook? And I was like, I do. No, right. You think within one week, Dane sits me down. We had this period like three days where we hung out right when he got this movie. Yeah. He sits me down and tells me about MySpace. And then that weekend, wow, I'm doing coke with the guys that are programming MySpace Wow, in Venice. You'd think I would have gone, hey, man, that's two times. Yeah. No. Wow. Didn't get a MySpace account until way later. Never got a good top date. Wow. Which yeah. is so funny because you're saying I'm not innovative and how oh, I feel bad for working through the pandemic. And it's like. Do you know how many people did drive-in tours because you did one? Because uh, that wasn't a thing. No, it wasn't a thing. But but I but yeah no I I, I think it was going to happen sooner or later. Right. I just I don't I don't think I think that someone would have come up with the idea. I mean, again, that's you just going. I'm I'm not that great. But I'm, I'm more comfortable there. I'm more comfortable in failure yeah. than I am success. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I think I think we are so nervous about coming across um, as egotistical or full of ourselves or something. Like we're we're scared of like being taken down a peg. 
Oh. <laughs> and so we just go like, oh, don't worry. I'm I already I'm down here. Like, you don't have to. I, I've said I've said consistently, you know how like people go um, come out and then they go, you know, I've upon a lot of reflection. I can do better. I can work. I can be better. I'll, I'll be more thoughtful with my words or whatever. Yeah. And then they make their apology. I do that every morning. Right. I do that every fucking morning. I go, <laughs> I think of things that I've done in my life. Nothing, nothing bad, but just like, like things I've done, mm-hmm. you know, like, like, like the other day I, uh, I read an article about a guy. Uh, I'll tell you his name. Will you edit his name out? So I don't put more hate on this guy. Right. Oh, and yeah, I like that you said, oh, because that makes the name interesting. <laughs> <laughs> makes the, the blurred out portion. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently he had been in a fraternity and had hazed, was a pretty aggressive hazer. Mm. And I was like, I was like, oh, my God, they can go back to our fraternity years. I shit on a pizza box to win an election. Like <laughs> that was written. That's not I can't hide from that at all. Like, that Wait, was but written. that's not even that bad. Well, you didn't uh, hurt anybody. I shit. I do a shit in front of a bunch of people. Oh, yeah. That's gross, but at least you didn't like you never know abuse anybody physically. No, I'm never hazing. I've never physically abused. I mean, that was like part of the rules, like because I got punched and then oh. they were like, no more hitting. And then I was yeah. like, oh, great. I'm the last one. <laughs> I wasn't I was a fun hazer. Like I, yeah. I was. Yeah. Like because it was for me, it was more about comedy. Oh, OK. So like hazing fraternities were fun. Would you ever you, would you, you didn't do a sporty, did you? God, no, would never. Why? Are you fucking kidding me? Why? Why would I never be in a sorority? Yeah. Because I'm the worst person. You, you're looking at me like you know exactly. <laughs> Why are you making me answer this question? I would have been so bad in a sorority. My, one of my roommates, the first semester I went to college. Um, Where'd you go to school? I went to a few schools. I went to Cal Poly in San Luis Obispo. <laughs> I want to know why. Oh, okay. Well, this is what happened. I started doing stand up in high school, and then I was a really good student who took AP classes and all this shit and had like a 4.1. And so I was like, well, I have to go to a good school. So then I went to Cal Poly in Slow, which is a great school, but I didn't have like a dream school. It was just the best school I got into. So I was like, oh, I'm going to go to this school. Great. And roomed with a girl I went to high school with. And then we lived in a triple. So there was another girl who we lived with. And one of, she did the whole rushing thing in a sorority. So I brought it up. But I went there for, a quarter or a semester or whatever. And while I was there, I couldn't do stand up because there's nowhere to do it. I went home like twice and did it in San Diego. And I was like, oh, I want to do stand up. I don't want to do this. And also, why am I spending so much money to go to a school? I miss my family. I don't like. Did you think you were going to do stand up professionally then? No, I didn't think I could, but I knew I wanted to do it and I knew I couldn't do it there and I could do it in San Diego and at home. And then, but mostly I was homesick. I missed my siblings. So then I moved back home to save money, went to community college for a year and a half, did like speech and debate when I was at community college. So I was basically like, I was doing stand up a little bit in San Diego and surrounding areas or whatever, but I was also doing like speech to entertain and like, you know, winning awards doing that. And then I transferred to Cal State San Marcos cause it was right there. And I was like, fuck this. I'm just going to get my degree and be done. And uh, it's fine. So opposite from how I did college, which is <laughs> fuck this. I'm just going to get over this. Right. Well, I was like, I had like a year left and I took a semester off to focus on stand up, applied to NACA and all that, got all these NACA conferences oh and booked like 50 colleges and then quit school because I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go on the road. And then I was like, right after I turned 21, I was like on the road all the time doing colleges. Oh, still never gotten drunk. Nope. Wait, what were some of your what were some of your jokes you did for your NACA? For my NACA? Yeah, like oh was, god, like, I don't the, even remember the early jokes. I remember my early jokes. Uh, I had a joke about the real world, 
Oh, right. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was watching Real World. It's always like five white kids and a black kid. I wish one time they'd flip it, have five black dudes and one white girl. She walks in, they're like, I, um, I also never watched this show, so I may not understand. <sighs> oh my God. It was like a reality show, right? I'm, I'm serious. I know it was a reality show, right? Oh I didn't God. watch it. I didn't watch reality shows. Oh my God. <laughs> it was like the great, the real world and road rules was like, that was the first, that was the first step of going, I have a shot in this business. Oh, cause they're like, they'll could, take anybody. Yeah, and they, put them on no, TV. yeah. You could like, if you could fill it out, my buddy and my buddy, Eddie Fernandez said to me a couple of times, I've pretty much put all my eggs in the basket of real world road rules. Whoa. <laughs> he was like, I'm really, and he would have been brilliant on road rules. Wow. It was, he was, it was such Tom Segura's wife was on road rules. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. I, I, it, I'm telling you, it was, I was obsessed with that show. Wow. So I that was, was what you were joking about, which I'm sure went yeah. over great at colleges. No, I was, I, my, I bombed at colleges because I couldn't, I couldn't not curse. Oh, I mean, they let you curse now. Oh, you mean the NACA conferences themselves? You're not supposed to curse at the conference. I was told. At the conference, I was, you can't. I was told I got, I got to get on stage and the, I was hosting. So you'd host, do 10 minutes, and then you'd bring up like four acts that were all yeah. different. One was like one was like a slam poet. Uh, so anyway, I'll tell it. The guy goes, um, hey, uh, just so you know, um, no innuendos. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wait, what? He's like, no innuendo. I didn't even know what a fucking innuendo is. <laughs> I'm like, what's, and, and Matt Frost is next to me. Uh -huh. my agent at the time. We were in Atlanta. And he goes, no innuendos. And then he walks away. And Frosty goes, Frosty is the fucking funniest human being. He goes, is your act heavy with innuendos? And I was like, I don't think it is. He's like, do you have any, in, like run your act real quick. And I'll tell you if there's an innuendo. And I'm like, I don't have time to run my fucking act. Oh I don't even God. know what the fucking innuendo is. And he goes, me either. This is before you could Google it on your phone. Oh, like we didn't, right. And I'm like, I don't know what an innuendo is. And then I'm like, I think it means like a reference to something or whatever. And he's like, I, I don't know. So then I go up, I do my act. I bomb because I'm in my head. I'm like trying to yeah. catch. It's like, like you ever watch a rapper uh, not curse on the Grammys when they're rapping. Oh, yeah. And you're like, that must be difficult. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, I was doing that like the right. whole time. And then I get done and uh, I was like, that wasn't bad at all. Still innuendos, right? Yeah. I bring up the fir first guy. I don't know what he's doing. And then I turn and I look and the guy is uh, a sword swallowing ball juggler. And oh, I, my gosh. And so I walk out on stage. I don't even think about it. And oh, I just no. go, the sword swallowing ball juggler couldn't have done it on his knees. And Frosty goes, that's an innuendo. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. And well, so I didn't get hey, any colleges. At least you learned something. I didn't get any Oh, colleges. I do remember a joke. I remember one joke because I think I did it on Last Comic. And I got Last Comic, like, the same month I started going on the road doing colleges. For real? They found me on YouTube. And they just, like, I'm on my first run of colleges alone in a hotel room and, like, somewhere in Massachusetts on, like, a three-week run. And I get, like, an email from a producer who's like, can you audition for this in LA on Tuesday. And I had Monday and Tuesday off, but then I had back-to-back -back colleges for like 10 days or something. So I was like, I mean, technically I could fly back and then just get, go right back to the airport and fly back to the East coast. And I called like a couple people and they were like, yeah, that's what you should absolutely do. So then I did and that's how I got it. But one of the jokes I had Wait, was- Wait, that sounds funny. You were on Last Comic Standing? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. I made a top 10. For real? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was what the year? last season. Wait, was that, uh, I'm curious- I want to know who was on that. Uh, Michael Palisak was on it because he beat me. 
And then, cause they, they like put us up against each other. Ian Bag, I remember Francisco that. I, Ramos. I, know, I knew, yeah, I knew, yeah, for, yeah. I, I knew that one. I knew that one. Yeah, Ryan uh, Connor. On? Uh, one of someone, Ian became really close with one of the guys he did that with. And he's still really good friends with. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Last comic standing. What season was it? Uh, the last one. I think it may be nine. Is that sound right? Seasons. Eight or nine? Seasons. I think wow. it was the ninth. Jesus. I did last comic standing two. I think everyone did. Oh, you did the second one? Wow. Yeah, yeah I used to watch that as like a Shang kid. Shang Wang. Shang Wang. Yes, Shang Wang. Francisco Ramos, Taylor Thomason, Michael Palisak, Dominique, Andy mm -hmm. Erickson, mm -hmm. Clayton English. Clayton English won, yeah. I know Clayton English. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Joe List was on that? Yeah. I think like so many people were. I mean, actually, I don't think... I don't know if he was on that seat. He probably was. I mean, everybody, what we didn't see. Carlos Miller was on Last Comic Standing. We didn't see a lot of people because you only had to do like four rounds at most because it was only stand up. It wasn't like the house or anything. Uh, so was, it was easy. See, I would have liked to the house. Yeah, you would have been good at that kind of stuff. I was so glad that wasn't the case. We did a, I, I, I was not, I'm not good with taking uh, like, uh, was someone telling me what to do? Mm -hmm. I kind of yeah. shut down. And uh, I thought that was Halston that just left. I was like, <laughs> um, it's like I'm done. The I uh, and we did a show called Reality Bites Back. It was a bunch of oh us. yes, 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 yes. And uh, I was not, I did not do well in that energy. <laughs> and I'm also, I'm not like I, I'm very sensitive, obviously, but more importantly, I'm very, um, I am very competitive, but I hide it by going by feeling that that's a bad thing to be. Right. Like, I don't like being competitive, so I shut it down. Mm -hmm. Like, I shut it down, and I'm really good at disconnecting from it. Mm -hmm. Like, if I, like, like, physically, if we do something, I get, I can get really competitive, and I don't like that side of me. Oh, okay. I don't, it doesn't happen as much as stand-up, because I've been actually really great with applauding my friends succeeding and not attaching that to my success or my failure or the lack thereof. Yeah. But... Man, last comic standing brought it out when I did season two. Right. Really bad. Really bad. That's so interesting. See, I'm the opposite because I was so quiet. I was so scared. I mean, really? I was, oh yeah, I was like a college student. I was 21 and I was terrified and I felt like, oh, I don't deserve to be here. I don't know how I, this is casting. That's how I got to top 10. I'm sorry. Like yeah. felt horrible. And yeah. okay, and that's, it was that that's connects with true. what you said earlier is where you go. I'm and that sorry, was and that was casting. Like, granted, I had good sets on that show, but that was casting. Like, so that's like your first credit in the business is like this reality show where you know it's not fair, and you're like, okay, this is of course that's going to set you up to feel guilty the rest of the time. But uh, uh, one of the jokes I did that. I would do at colleges. I did well at colleges because I was a college student. Yeah. Like a few years, I did it for like two years and then That's I was crazy. like, I can't you really do it. You just would walk up and then they'd be like, she's our age. Yeah, exactly. I was their age. Like I had a joke about, uh, I met my, my first boyfriend. I met him in community college and finding a guy in community college is sort of like finding a full bag of chips in the garbage. <laughs> You're like, this is cool, but I am a possum. Like you're like that. I remember I would do that. And people like people liked community college jokes because none of the people you were performing for went to community college. They had gotten into like good schools or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, shitting on yourself for going to community college was super easy. Did you ever party with them? No. God, no. 
No. I I've never partied. Have with, like, you changed anybody. at all? Like, is it like? <laughs> Have you like because you're 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 successful? Uh-huh. I was curious what I mean, car you drive up in. Oh, it's the like, same car. Yeah, it's same car. Same car. There's a scratch on the you side. You have nicer clothes now. Oh, I have nicer clothes. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I, I really like your shoes. Thank you. These are you know. Those are really I was cool in Portland, shoes. so Nike um, store. Oh, you, oh, someone just texted me about that too. Was that you that texted me? It was that. That was me. That was you. Did yeah, you end yeah. up going? I did end up going. I just put it on because I texted you about it, and I was like. Who got you into the Nike store? And you're like, it was a fan. And so I just put it on Instagram and then like took the first person who responded up on it and then regretted it because then I got them tickets to the show and they heckled. And oh in like God. a in like a I know you kind of way. They weren't like you talk suck. about your shoes. Yeah, they were just, you know, you're like, yeah, shut up, you dumb idiot. But um, yeah, just the first person who was like, I can do it. I was like, great. Like, want to come so to a show too? You got those at the Nike store? I did, yeah. Those are great. What did you how much did you spend at the Nike store? I think I spent one fifty, or no, maybe it was one hundred and fifty. It might have been three hundred actually. I think it was three hundred. I'm like something got cut in half, so three hundred might have been. Oh my god! Because it's fifty percent off. Right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went with Kelsey. Oh, you did. I took Kelsey. Oh, was Kelsey featuring for you? Yeah, she was featuring oh, for me. It was I right before know. I shot my special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Secret time. It was right before I shot Secret time, and uh. And I, it was, I was so used to touring with you that I was like, Kelsey is, I'm not shitting on Kelsey, but she's definitely not like you. No, like, she's way cooler. No, 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 me. no. She was, she's I, much don't more know fun. What, I don't know what was going on in her life, but like I got done my first set and she was gone. And I was like. Oh, she was sick that weekend. Was that, she was yeah, sick. Yeah, she yeah. was sick. And I was like. Because like, Kelsey's like way more fun At one point I, I pulled her aside and I was like, hey, I'm getting ready for a special. I need you to watch my set. Oh, like, did I, you? Like, I, like. She was ill. I remember that. Yeah. She was she was sick because she I was like, yeah, Bert likes you to like hang out. I, want, I was yeah, like, I'm like bad at it. And she goes, I would. I'm just sick. Yeah. And, she, and then and then uh, and then uh, like I hadn't seen her all week. And then we're going to the night store. She's like, oh, I can go to that. And I was like, OK. Was that and the end I, of the week? No, no. Yeah. But we ended up doing a show that night. She watched both my sets mm-hmm. and then gave me notes. And I was like, thank mm-hmm. you. I was like, I just like I'm insecure, insecure about what I'm talking about on stage. I don't know if it is. I don't know what it, I don't know if it's stuff that other people have heard, you know, because right. like sometimes you get in your own little bubble and you, and you don't yeah. know if you're doing a bit that they're like, Oh, just, so you know, like Chris Porter has a bit. That's exactly like, it's a little better. Yes. <laughs> you may want to get, lose your bit. And so yeah. I, that was my, my fear, but we went to the Nike store. She was great to go with. Cause I'm not, I'm not like uh I'm not a good shopper. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I'm not like a, I'm I'm a very I get very uncomfortable trying clothes on mm-hmm. like I so I just buy things I just don't and she was like whoa 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 see if they have your size like put it on like I, we got we all got ultra boost I think uh-huh. and she was like don't just take a thirteen put it on your foot and I was like you oh. were trying on shoes I wasn't trying on shoes I was that's just so them. funny so I get really uncomfortable oh like you know what fucking you know what I want to talk more about this Nike store but you know what okay. makes me crazy not crazy it makes me um super embarrassed mm-hmm. when you hear panic when you hear someone panic loudly mm-hmm. when you see someone like uh, say you're on a, an airplane and someone goes my husband's having a heart attack right like that energy i don't know what it does it shuts me down and you think trying on shoes is going to make people do that <laughs> trying on shoes is a real it's a real that realness of it it just makes me very uncomfortable. Interesting. Do you feel vulnerable in a public place without a shoe on? So I know not. It's not. It's not the fact that I'm like I don't mind taking my shoes off, but it's 
the, the idea that someone could stop and look at you and go, oh, you think you look cool in those? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The most embarrassing thing happened to me. I was looking at these shoes that apparently they're Nikes that they're Air Maxes or something that one shoe is like red and one shoe is blue. And at the moment I opened up the box, this guy comes over, you know, they're very helpful. There's like, uh, do you need any help? And I said, oh, actually, I just opened this box and there's two different shoes in it. And he goes, <laughs> They come that way. And I was like, okay, we're good. That's fine. And right then, there, right there. I go, I'll just take these. And I, I wouldn't yeah. even take size. I give them money. I go, I'll buy them. I'll buy them. Oh, great. And in that case, I will have them. Thank you. Oh, my God. Oh, I felt I bad the rest spent, of the day. I think I spent around $3,500. They, I think they have a, a limit on how much I you can spent, spend, I thought. I spent, I bought, I bought, because I everything was half off. I bought, right. I'm, I know for a fact there cannot be a limit. Cause I wow. did not stop. I I bought all the running shorts. Cause I run in Nike oh, running shorts. Okay. So I bought like 10 pairs of running shorts. Right. To, I bought uh, shoes out the ass. I bought a ton yeah. of shoes. I bought track suits. I bought sweatshirts. I still, I have the Nike pants, the Nike running pants I bought. I brought today. Cause my, my trainer's coming over. Oh, cool. At six, I'm working out with my trainer. Oh, nice. And so, yeah. So I brought my, my the Nike running. I haven't worn them in a while. And I was like, oh, I love these running pants. They're great. I bought four pairs of shoes and like a jacket. That's what I got. Wow. So I go what do you What do you spend your money on? Um, Like shoes and jackets. Really? <laughs> yeah. You're a big jacket person. I'm a big jacket person. Yeah. yeah Why? Because yeah. uh, I like to wear jackets on stage because it. I just, I don't know. I you look was, good in a jacket. You look good in like you. a leather jacket, jean jacket. Thank you. I feel uh, more protected. I feel more confident. I feel more powerful. And, uh, you know, as a kid, I just didn't want anyone to look at my arms. And uh, oh, it's Isla Kreischer. Is it? We haven't seen her arms. We haven't <laughs> seen her shoulders in. We haven't seen her shoulders in probably 10 years. Seen really? Her, her shoulder, like her shoulder. We haven't seen her shoulder. In 10 years. I mean, I respect that. That's a strong choice. I'll, I mean, I'll wear like tank tops and t-shirts like just in my life, but on stage, I can't even imagine. We offered Isla everything. I mean, every like we said, you can pick the vacation mm -hmm. anywhere in the world. We'll go. We'll pick it. Mm -hmm. You pick it if we can see your shoulders. Are you serious? She said, nope. We said, well, then we're going to pick where we what go. She goes, I'm cool with that. I offered her, offered her 10 grand one time. To see her shoulders. Wow. Take me in a room. Let me see your shoulder. Uh, just oh my God. I haven't seen her shoulder. She's going to be in therapy over She's, that. She is. She, Georgia and Leanne and I have, to, we have offered everything in the world to this child to see her shoulders. Well, you know, she's never going to do like the cover of Playboy or anything. Like there's no that amount of money in, your, in the world that'll make her wear anything she doesn't want to. No. She, That's like, how old, how old is? Isla's 14. 14, man. I can't imagine knowing myself that well at 14. We're talking about swimming. She wears a shirt, like a long sleeve hooded shirt to swim in. I think that's great. I, yeah. You know, I don't, have a, I don't have, I don't have a problem with it, but there is a part in, certain part of being a family member of someone where you start, where you do start bullying them and picking on them. Right. It's funny. Georgia is, Georgia shifted. Georgia was like uh Crop top. I mean, Isla and I would just fucking mock Georgia for crop tops. Oh. Georgia, Isla goes, she's acting like a teenager, dad. She's wearing crop tops. She is a teenager. I know, I know. <laughs> and so Isla and I would fuck with Georgia about crop tops. And then all of a sudden, Georgia pivoted into this new thing where it really made me feel special. She went into my room. She's like, you got a lot of cool, like, shirts. Like, 
modest mouse is a badass shirt and i was like you like that shirt and it doesn't fit me anymore i bought it it was a fucking large right she's like yeah you like you have a lot of really cool shirts and i was like take them she's like i can have them and i was like yeah i don't wear them and so now george if you see her she is in she is like it looks like a hippie she's like a white shirt band shirt that's like an xl and uh she dyed her hair red uh, jeans cool. that are like baggy with holes in them flip-flops this you know that's is she gen z i think she's gen z right so wait, what are you i'm a millennial you're un- but i'm at the back half you're un- i was thinking about this today you're uncancelable you've that's never not true you've never done anything i mean you've well, never done anything i could say something stupid i think that's what people also canceling is not real but it's it's not it's it's funny I, it's 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 real to the person it's happening to right it's real for like a week but you you talking about well someone like being outed as a rapist is not being canceled that's like that's being, them being a, a criminal like, yeah like i don't have like there's a lot of well, like, middle ground that people seem to claim where i go right. i actually don't have any middle ground right like, we're talking about getting yeah. canceled in terms of like you made a bad joke you said something stupid um i mean you were talking earlier about your daughters being like you can't say that anymore my siblings are two to six years younger than me it's not that much different and i I'm always asking questions and sometimes they're like, you just seem annoyed while you're asking. And I'm like, no, I'm really trying to understand. Like, I really don't know. And I want to know. And I feel so old. Like that's another thing. TikTok makes you feel is really old. Like I'm 27. I'm young, but you get on TikTok. Everybody I think is my age on TikTok is 24 and they're like way more open-minded than you. And you're like, I thought I was pretty open-minded, but. Oh, cause you grew up in the church. Yeah, I grew up in the church. So that's part of it. But also like, I just think like, you just don't know what you don't know until someone tells you. And yeah. then it's, you know, like you said, it's just listening. But yeah, I don't, I don't think I'm, I don't think me or any other younger person is uncancelable. Or are you just saying I'm uncancelable because but I no, haven't you done just, anything? I, like you don't stay up at night going, yeah, I've done a thousand podcasts where i've gotten high and drunk on 900 of them and have no idea what i laughed at or said like like you know when they got upset with joe for laughing at joey i was like i've podcasted with joey a hundred times right yeah and i've and i find joey absolutely hilarious yeah no you've laughed at some shit i'm sure oh i've laughed i've laughed at stuff i've laughed at stuff on two bears one cave where i go I can't help it, man. I, it made me. The thing about laughter is it catches you off guard. Right. Like I was thinking about doing it to you just then, just then, and I didn't. I didn't because I was like, eh, not Taylor. Like when I said you grew up in the church and you hate homosexuals, I was gonna do that. See, but you laughed. You laughed. And somebody, I went, but, yeah, but no, but that's the point. Is like, right. is like you as comics, we know we'll make each other laugh. Is like a like a oh, come on, like right. And so right, like someone said something in a podcast today that I that I did. And I, and the I actually didn't find it funny because mm-hmm. I kind of knew where it was going, and I just was like, take it out. Right. I, I told Halston, I go, hey, clip right here, and then clip out, clip that out, because I don't think that even if that person said, I don't want to be associated with what that is. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. you go, well, shit, should I not release the entire podcast? Am I giving a platform to Alex Jones? Right. They just took Alex Jones did uh, Andrew Schultz's podcast. And that YouTube took it down. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> it was, it's fucking hilarious. The Birdcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Whether you're struggling with anxiety or depression or in need of relationship help with your relationship or having difficulty meeting your goals, online therapy might be from you. Maybe 
you're shooting a movie and a bunch of emotional shit showing up and you feel very vulnerable. God, man. BetterHelp helps you assess your needs to match you with a professional licensed therapist. Start commuting with your therapist in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional counseling done securely online. Therapists have a broad range of expertise that may not be locally available in your area. Schedule weekly videos, phone, or even live chat sessions with your therapist. Log into your account anytime and send a message. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great matches. So it's easy and free to change your counselor if needed. It's more convenient and more affordable than in-person therapy. And financial aid is available. I have been doing online therapy for a very long time. I'm not doing it now, which I should be. I really, really should be. There's no, I'm telling you, there's no, it should never be a stigma attached to talking to someone. It has helped me through very difficult times in my life. And I highly suggest that if you're going through anything that you feel maybe is a tad bit unmanageable, BetterHelp is there for you. Our listeners get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash BERT. That's BetterHelp.com slash BERT. If dreams of vacation enjoying the fun life are turning into a reality for you, don't let concerns over financial setbacks keep you from saying yes. We all want to do that right now. Credit Karma helps you keep your financial goals in check so you won't have to hit pause on the good times ahead. Credit Karma's game-changing technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans that you are more likely to be approved for so you can apply with more confidence. They use your credit and other financial information to show you custom recommendations. Whether you want cash back, travel rewards, or consolidate debt, Credit Karma can help you find offers that fit your goals. With selections of options and approval odds, you have the power to make informed decisions. You can also look up credit card offers for college students or see personal loan recommendations for credit card refinancing. Credit Karma shows you each credit card or personal loan offer, including details, rates, fees, and loan amounts. Credit Karma, apply with confidence. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast to learn more. Find offers tailored just for you. That's creditkarma.com slash podcast. Or you can see your offers on the Credit Karma app. Apply with confidence today. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast or the Credit Karma app. You know, good comments are so funny. Like good comments. When you read, like Andrew Andrew wrote in Twitter, I can't believe this. YouTube took down the uh, Alex Jones podcast episode. <laughs> and he said, uh, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. And someone goes, Andrew, you can't be surprised. I can't believe you gave that guy a platform. He said that people should not get vaccinated. He said that the virus isn't real. Whatever he said, dot, dot, dot. I'm a big fan, but I'm just a little let down on you. And then the next comment is, he also said frogs are gay. And that, like, and like Alex Jones, I, I, I've, it's funny is that I, I don't know enough about Alex Jones to be outraged. Right. So I, I, cause I don't follow politics like that. Yeah. I definitely wouldn't have him on my podcast cause I'm certain I would co-sign on everything he said. Right. Laugh through it. And everyone's like, do you realize what he said? And I was like, I barely was listening. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And we would get fucking hammered. We would get blackout drunk. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll do a, maybe I'll do a live podcast with Alex Jones. We'll split the money like me and Tom do and just get blackout drunk. And that like, if, and that'll be my, I, I, I like I listen to him with Tim Dillon 
and I end up laughing and then I'm like, am I supposed to be laughing? Right. Yeah. I feel like you just asked me to do the podcast every once in a while where you're like, we should probably, like you asked me to do the podcast. Like some people do a juice cleanse where you're like, let's just have like a day of clean eating. Let's no. just have one. <laughs> you're, I think, I think you're probably, uh, and I mean, I'm, I'm going to be dead serious. Probably one of the 10 best, best comics out there right now. Top 10. Oh, that's very nice. And I, and I'm, I'm so glad that my career is tethered to you because I, I feel like, I feel like that makes my, I feel like it makes me a legit comic. Like, oh, you know, really? yeah, yeah. You're, oh, you're a great, nice. just comic, like comic. And you know, you. there's a lot of people doing this that don't have it. Don't have the thing, you know, like you look at Tommy John again. You're like, guys, got he's the thing. so funny. He's got the thing. Yeah. Nate Bargatze. He's got the thing. Yeah. Like, and then you, and then you fucking Sam, mm -hmm. uh, Joe list, Joe's wife. There, a lot of them, a lot of, yeah. a lot of them. Have the thing where you go, that's a good comic. And sometimes I wonder, like, uh, like I go, I, I know I'm a good storyteller, but like, I don't know. Like you go, I, I feel like I'm in my own bubble sometimes where you go, oh, I did work with good comics, you know? Right. Yeah, I think I feel like that too. I mean, it's, it's, I think it helps all of us to go like, you're really good. You're really good. Oh, good. Okay. So we all respect each other. It was right, a blowjob right. joke that I opened my special with, I think. And you said, that's a great joke. And I went, it's a blowjob joke. And you go, um, sometimes my, my wife gags during a blowjob. Oh, job. yes. You were sorry. I was like, you should just start with that. I think that's what. I wonder if I even put that in a special. I think you did. Yeah. I think that's when, how you stood. What? Oh, for real? Yeah. I think she's gagging for the wrong reason. Right. Yeah. It's amazing. How do you write? Um, I mean, it varies. I think. <sighs> Is there anything you, did you ever think of a bad thought where you, it makes you giggle. So it's a, it's a naughty thought where you go, well, I can never talk about that on stage. Yeah. But then, but then, so do you just not write it down? Well, you know, I've been wondering what, how much I want to say on stage. Like there was one joke that I had that was about like something I liked in bed. And I was just like, do I really want to do this joke and I still kind of don't know I cut it in half and I'm like okay I feel better about it now that it's not as long at least because I'm like for the next special do I really want that much in there it's already so personal so I think it's it's less so like oh I have ideas in my head that I go well that's offensive I could never do that and it's more so like oh that's something I think is very funny but it's just like too personal or revealing about either myself or like a family member or someone I've dated that I don't feel right about sharing more so yeah, than like I've overshared. I think I, I made a mistake right. of oversharing. And I, and I think I, I didn't, I think for lack of an ability to write, like say like a Burr mm. or a Rogan where they can pull apart a concept like the monarchy and then have a hot take on the monarchy. Yeah. You know, like, like we, we watched the Meghan Markle thing. And uh, I tell you, you know, texted Bill and Tom and, you know, texted Bill and I was like, and then Bill's take on it immediately was the next day was like fucking smart. And I was like, well, I'm not going to say my take. My right. take's not as smart as that. And it's just, and then I go, so what I think I've done somewhat is realize that I am the material and I just overshare things that maybe people wouldn't, maybe people are experiencing mm -hmm. and they wouldn't normally talk about. And, uh, and then I started going like, Shit, man, where do I draw the line? Yeah, that's how I am too. I I I have a hard time doing anything topical, even like tweets, because I'm just like, 
this has been done like for sure. Like everything's been done period, but like topical stuff. I'm like, if you're doing these topical tweets or jokes, like someone else has done it, they did it the same as you, if not better. And it's like, it's too exhausting to think about. So I'm maybe just not brave enough to do that. Um, but yeah, that's the way I write too, is just very personal stuff. And I go, what, what's happening in my life or what am I thinking about a lot that I could talk about for a couple years and not get bored of it and would maybe selfishly help me work through it. Oh, do you think so? So wait, do you write in the mornings? Do you like sit down and write or do you no. just let it happen whenever it happens? Uh, I do both. I write down ideas and then I'll sit down and actually write. And if it depends, like when I was not performing, I mean, like I didn't go up at all, like in January and then most of December, like December and January, I didn't go up at all. And I couldn't write because I was like so depressed and I didn't know the next time I was going to get on stage. And it's really hard for me to write when I don't know the next time I'm going to get on stage. If I have shows lined up, then I'm like, oh, cool. I could actually sit down and write because I know I'm going to be able to find out if it works soon. Yeah, yeah. And I there are like a lot of L.A. shows back. Have you done any outdoor shows in L.A.? No. Do you really. have any desire? Not no, really. I don't really. Like, I feel like I, I feel like I've, I worked a lot this year and, I, and I'm, I'm ready to get back indoors. Yeah. I mean, I'm ready. You don't want to do 12 minutes in the wind? Well, I also performed shirtless. Someone hit me up and they're like, hey, oh, man, yeah. uh, I had Sarah and, and uh, Bill do this show. Do you want to do it? And I was like, oh, cool. And then I looked at their Twitter and I was like, oh, they're all in jackets and scarves. Yeah, it's cool. I was like, I, I can't do it. I'm fucking freeze my ass off. Right. I didn't think about to that. To do 10 minutes and then get pneumonia, then get COVID. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of like, like I have... I have a couple spots tomorrow night, four on Saturday and two on Sunday. And I'm kind of like, what am I doing? Like, I'm, you know, where like, I'm trying to get back to it. But also I like, should I be trying to have a life or something? Like, I don't know. But then you go out, you're off of this year where you couldn't do anything. So you're like, I should get back to performing as much as humanly possible. But now I'm like over committing to road weekends and outdoor shows you guys seemed like you had a life like it seemed like did you do whitney's shows uh in her backyard her, i did one of them there was only three i think i did oh, one really? of them yeah there I'm was only a few i'm looking at my material that i've written lately <laughs> to see if i've done anything i this is an idea unintelligent people love sharing bad news i kind of think everyone likes sharing bad news for real i don't Really? Oh, I hate it. Like, I, like news that I was think stupid people. Uh huh. Uh, wallow in it. They love it. Interesting. They love it. My wife's family, not the my, not her dad, and not if it's you, it's not you, but like members of my wife's family love telling you something bad about somebody. Oh, interesting. Love sharing not just gossip, but bad stuff that's Ooh. happening to them. And I was like, and I just write that off to being like, I don't like telling. I don't like bad news. My wife right. can't deliver bad news at all to save her fucking life. Really? Yeah. Our chickens got killed. Uh, oh, no. Yeah. All our chickens died. But oh. within one week span, we lost two. And we lost the first one, Charlotte. I think it was Charlotte or Henrietta. It was Henrietta. We lost Henrietta. And she came in and she tried to tell me. And she was crying. And I was like, spit it the fuck out. Like, you realize I'm a lot smarter than you and my mate my mind is racing with ideas of what you possibly could say uh -huh. so like i'm not i don't have leanne's brain where it's like well if i was if it was your dad i'd be crying harder 
You know, like that's where Leanne's brain is. Right, right, right. I'm so fucking. You think you're smarter than Leanne? I'm definitely smarter than Leanne. Really? Way smarter than Leanne. Mm. Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. Don't tell her I said that. Yeah. Okay. I'm like I don't know that I agree with that. But no. Uh, we we have different types of intelligence. Oh, okay. Like nice save. No, no, no. She she <laughs> she is Leanne's like a um emotionally intelligent. Oh, so emotionally intelligent. Yeah. She's the one. Her and Tom kind of did a little bit of an intervention with me. They didn't know they were doing this, but about me being sensitive. Oh, interesting. Like I'm very, very, very like the, the smallest thing can and it doesn't even have to be real oh yeah it can just spiral me yeah yeah Wait, does that happen to you <laughs> yeah like what like what could make me spiral yeah oh my gosh uh, here's something crazy sometimes if somebody i think is like way cooler than me likes a post of mine whether it's like an instagram post or a tweet or something and they don't usually like things i think they're making fun of me well, that's so funny. I I think I think the exact opposite. You ready for this? I think if someone who normally doesn't like my posts likes my posts, I go, so you've been looking at all my posts and not liking that any too. Of them. <laughs> yeah. That too. It's one of those. It's one of those. Yeah. I'm like, so we are seeing all of it, guys. But I don't even think I that's actually, true. I actually wonder, there are people I want to text, like famous people I know and go, hey man, you I know you see my posts, right? Right. Like, why are you liking any of them? Like, I like yours yeah so that you think that if they like your post then they go then they're making funny or if they comment on it or something if they comment like even just like lol or something i'm like oh my god is this like backhanded like i'm so and it just depends on the day it's if i had too much caffeine or i'm just feeling like low Wait, or can something. you not can, does caffeine fuck with you <sighs> probably it i fucks with me I, bad i quit for like six weeks and i was like oh wow i feel a lot less anxious i also like wasn't doing shows and was going to bed super early and was like getting up at like five to go to the beach like i was like taking really good care of myself in addition yeah. to not having caffeine and then i got back on the road and i was like i really like having caffeine every day oh it's the greatest it's so great it's like i can't imagine people who don't like caffeine what they what their lives must be like i know you just have a glass of water but if i have if i have a lot then I'll get really anxious. Uh, I am. I am glad we're coming to the end of this COVID. I'm glad I can see the light of the tunnel because one of the things that was happening to me is if I had too much cocaine, cocaine, <laughs> if I had too much. I thought you were joking. <laughs> no, if I had too much caffeine, I don't do cocaine. Uh, if I had too not much since caffeine, MySpace, right? not since my space. God, was, I, if I have too much, even when I did cocaine, I never really did it like, that's what everybody crazy. who does cocaine says. They're like, I don't really do it that much. I do it like a few times a year. No, but it's not it was, a big deal. I was always like a, like a key bump. I was never like a l snort a line guy. Uh -huh. Like there are guys I knew who would snort lines of cocaine. Oh, okay. And I was always like, no, no, I'll take a little bit. I'll take a little bit to like sober me up and I can, we'll have a good night. We'll be a fun night, but I would never go back into the bathroom. And I was never that guy. Okay. Um, But if I have too much caffeine in COVID at a certain hour around 5 30 6 o'clock i would start convincing myself i had covid oh i've thought i had covid this whole time like this whole time i thought i had covid turns out my anxiety is so bad i have like horrible chest pains i was like i'm dying i'm for sure dying if it's not covid it's something else. i've gotten tested so many times i get tested constantly i bet i've been tested more 
I'm sure. I guarantee you. I've been tested. I bought test kits. I, I mean, them. yeah. If I were, you know, look, if I were richer, I'd been, I would have been tested more. Oh, I got tested so much because I would, I, I remember coming out and this is, and what happened was I wasn't really drinking a ton mm-hmm. during um, this year. This COVID probably saved my life. This whole fucking quarantine. Really? Yeah. Wow. We were sitting, this is hardcore secret time, but we were, we were in a bus uh, going from DC to New York. Mm-hmm. This is the week before lockdown orders, right? Yeah. Roughly. Going from DC, COVID's out. Everyone knows about COVID, but everyone's still living their life. Right. And I did Elliot in the morning and I partied on air with Elliot. I had a blast. Got in the bus. We drove the bus to New York. We were going to stay in New York for a week and party in New York. Mm. And I knew we were partying in New York. Like I knew it. And I got, I was on the bus and I said, okay, God, I need to be very honest with you. And by the way, I'm, by the way, I'm, I just realized I'm also religious. I'm thinking about putting a holy water font right there. Really? Yeah. I'm, I, yeah. I'm thinking about putting a holy water font. Wow. Because holy water just makes sure that all the neg- negativity doesn't come into that place. Oh. The evil can't enter the church. Oh. So once you bless yourself, then you're fine. So if I put a holy water font right there, then when you come in, everyone does little signs of the cross and we have no evil in here. That, that'd be great. Yeah. That's also what a crazy person does. That's what I've been thinking this whole time. I'm like, I wish there was just less evil in here. <laughs> Or less pictures of Bert. Yeah, I'm like, this is a cool studio, but if there were less evil. Yeah, right. Yeah. The um I so but you I, said to God. So I said, I said, God, I, I'm gonna need some help. Uh-huh. Because um we just started this tour. We're a month into this tour. I have uh three more m- months on this tour, and I know for a fact I have I'm not gonna stop touring until New Year's because I'd already booked out all the way to New Year's. Wow. We just hadn't announced it yet. And I said, so I just need some help. Like uh give me a TV show or like a, a movie or something Wow! just to like, give me a break where I can be at home and, and not, I think I'm going to kill myself if I'm going at this pace. Oof. And, and I remember thinking, I think I'm, I think I'm going to die. If I, like, if I just do this tour the way we're doing it, I th- I'm mm. not certain. I didn't have parameters on myself. Like yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't dial it back. And the next week we did New York, we did Boston, we did DC we went to New Orleans the next week. That was March 14th. And uh, and we got probably maybe before that even. We yeah. got the call and they were like, um, no more shows. And they were like, all right, what are you going to do? And I thought, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to take this bus. I'm going to drive it all the way back to LA. And I'm going to uh, party my balls off. And then I'm done drinking. And yeah. I, I par- we par- had a great because it was like also you could buy all the fucking walmarts were still open and no one knew about the pandemic really like in the middle of the country they wow. were like you're gonna be fine that's crazy and we bought all the toilet paper we needed and wow we pulled into la were you nervous about covid like when you were hearing about it before everything shut down or were you kind of like ah, it's whatever because i'm the most anxious person i know and i was like it's fine i was like it's a flu it's fine like my sister got swine flu in high school. Like they always do this. Nothing. Swine flu is H1N1. I think so. Yeah. I got swine flu. Yeah. Which I'm like, that wasn't anything huge. Like, 
of, you know, it was, but it wasn't like to me, I was like, I was a teenager or whatever. Uh, cause a friend of mine brought up COVID to me in like January and was like, I'm really nervous about it. And I was like, Oh my God, it's fine. Like Ebola, like they've got a handle on Like we're, it'll be fine. Like they just trying to scare you. And then everything shut down. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And I was like, this is just proof that when I don't worry about something, that's when ah! it fucking happens. You got to respect the devil. You really do have to respect the devil. If you don't devil. respect the devil, he fucks you. Really does. And that's why, and that's why my, that's why obsessive compulsiveness is the greatest disease to have. Yep. Cause you respect the devils mm-hmm. and you like, I, my big thing right now is when I see double numbers, mm-hmm. I know I'm gonna have a good day. I just gotta see double numbers once. Oh, that sounds like nice OCD. What? what that sounds like nice OCD. Yeah, I gotta see double numbers once. So I get on the treadmill and I run until I see double numbers. Wow. And so I'm, and I see double numbers. I have to do a little, by the way, this is, I'm going to sound like a fucking lunatic, but this is where my brain is these days. Yeah. And this is all COVID shit. Uh, my remote controller in the, in the man cave, the battery can't die. Hasn't died. It's normally dead all the time. Right. Uh-huh. But in COVID I had a rule. Once that battery dies, I'll get COVID. Whoa. So I've been really good with putting that charger, that, that, what's we call on the charger i've had a lot of ocds like that where i go i'm not going to stop respecting the evil uh-huh. like if i don't it's, it's the reason i'm not an alcoholic like yeah. i know people could go bert you are i'm not and i can tell you why is that i respect the evil are you going to call your next special respect the evil respect the evil i'm trying to think of what to name Pretty my good. next tour do you know what you're going to call your next special when are you doing yeah. your next special i don't know really i don't know i, I i'm i don't know i, I mean i i don't I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, we had an idea of when, but then things have kind of shifted a little bit this year. Yeah. And, uh, and I, and I have a couple things I have to do first. Right. And then I may have another thing I have to do. And if those three things happen, then I'm like, I don't, I kind of want to be really prepared. Yeah. Like I look at some people who don't like for you, quarter life crisis was your first special, right? Mm -hmm. And you were so prepared for it. Thank you. Yeah. That I would. Or, do you know when you're doing your next one? Mm-hmm. When? December. December. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That's you have tons of time to, to work that material out. Yeah. And to get it tight, and then to tour, and to tour in theaters because they'll be open, and then do it. Do you know where you're doing it? Mm-hmm. Can you tell me? I don't know if I'm supposed to or not. Don't I tell mean, me. Don't tell t- me. Okay. That. I mean, well, tell me and then edit it out. Can you edit it out? Who okay. Doing it? We're doing it. At the- oh, okay. Edit that out. Yeah. shit yeah iraq <laughs> i just just to throw people off you're like, gonna what? do it in iraq i was like what happened there i uh you- i i was really in love with um i was in love with brian regan's last special so good i just watched it he's so good he's so good so good yeah i loved that special that special made me giggle yeah so fucking hard it was also and his ocd stuff was like so good so fun to hear because i don't have any of that like I'm yeah. not organizational. I'm not. It's that not guy. helpful for us. Our OCD is very much like if this happens, something bad will happen. I'm the same way on like a treadmill. I'm like, it, I have to get off at exactly 30. And if I don't get off at exactly 30, then I have to get off at exactly 45. Like, so you yeah. better not go over because then you're fucked and you can't get off. And if you get off at 31, then someone's going to die. And you're just, it's all in there. But yeah, his OCD stuff was so good. It was so good for me to watch that special too, because like, I think it's really easy with social media being what it is and like feeling this constant need to like churn out material and content like between TikTok and Instagram and Twitter um, that you forget you're supposed to work on material for a couple years. And like, I haven't opened for Brian. I last time I opened for Brian was, you know, 
I guess at this point, like three years ago. And I knew, I knew a good portion of the jokes in the special. And I was like, or had seen like the beginning stages of it. And I was like, oh yeah, it's supposed to take supposed to a take- couple years, which is fine. And I, I had, as soon as we filmed quarter life, uh, which we filmed it like, I don't know, a year and a half ago at this point, I was like, I, I am not doing that material anymore. Like that's gone. Like we're mm-hmm. just going back on the road and we're just going to do all new stuff. And so I had a new hour when I was doing a new hour when COVID hit and I was, I was like, doing a new hour when COVID hit sucks. But then I got back on the road and like, you know, you do 19 shows in Philly. I did 19 shows in Portland recently. Like you're doing six weeks worth of shows in two weeks and you get 19 shows. Quick. So are you doing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yep. And two shows a night. Yeah. Two or three. Wow. Yeah. Saturdays we did three. Wow. You're yeah. going to be so fucking ready for this special. Yeah. I mean, once we figured out when we were going to film it, it was like, okay, I have nine months. I can probably chill out for a minute because I was just taking every road date that came to me. Because I was like, well, if we can't in June, everything will be fine. So I'll just do everything. And you're like, oh, you can't be on the road every weekend. You'll you'll die. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's not healthy. And I'm, yeah. I'm I, that's coming from me. I uh, starting. I mean, I'm, I'm gone for the year as soon as yeah. as, as soon as I've said to everyone, I, there's always been my thing is the second everything opens up. I'm gone. Yeah. And I, and I, I'm cool with it. That's how I, I, I mean, that's, I, I'm more, you know, I spend a lot of time with the girls, so I'm ready yeah. to go. I want, but I, I had a new hour it was good, but it wasn't perfect. Right. Meaning it was, it was like, it was like solid, but man, what, so what I'm doing now is I'm writing little things in my phone and in my book joke book that I think I can sprinkle and tie in mm-hmm. that are, that's what makes a, for me, for my specials, because I'm such a more long form guy yeah. that for me, if I can find little things that make me giggle, that can connect or, or just, you know, that's when I, that's when I go, oh, and I'm not the best joke writer per se, but like I wrote one joke that I'm really fucking proud of, mm-hmm. but I'm in a race to get out because, or at least I need them to start taking down more Confederate statues. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're like, Oh, what if that's not a problem in a year? What if they just take them all down? <laughs> I had a great, I had a great, uh, a great bit about, um, about the, uh, black dude's cock. Remember the, that meme that went around. Oh, that was like beginning of quarantine. Yeah. I had a great, that feels bit. like forever ago. I know. And that's the thing is like stuff like that. I feel like topical stuff like that. You have to just put out sooner and you I can. Have. I have it. Yeah. I mean, you can. I recorded all my shows. Yeah. The drive-ins. That's, and that's why like, you know, if you have a bunch of topical stuff like this, yeah, just put it out. Like. How, so, so are you, those, all those clips I'm seeing, are those from Portland or from Philly? Um, I just posted a crowd work one from Portland, but the other ones are from your crowd work ones are good because you don't come from a mean place. Thank you. I try not to. Um, but that was, that's such a go-to as comics. What's one, when I started, you were raised to slam them. Right. Well, I also don't really get heckled very much. Like if you heckle me, I'll be a little meaner maybe, but I don't really get heckled that much. Cause like people are, did you try your liquid death? Oh, I haven't yet. I'll do it. It's really great. Um, I, I think I just think it makes it weird in the room. If you're like really mean, 
especially if you're like not to make it like a gender thing, but if you're a woman, I think it like people are like, oh, this bitch. Like, it's just easier to go like, it, I have gotten mean sometimes and I go, I'm kidding. Like, you're great. I'm obviously jealous. Like, I always try yeah. to like make it a nice thing. Cause I, I don't, I would hate to be talked to at a comedy show. I would hate it if someone humiliated me, even if I deserved it. Most of the time I'm asking people questions. Cause I, sometimes you find material that way. And also I'm just curious. And also like, especially doing 19 shows, I was like, going crazy by the end. I was like, is this a dream I'm having over and over? Like it was just groundhog's day. So by the end I was just like, has anyone ever had this happen? Like, what about this? And you, it's easier to do that when people came to see you. And I was thinking about touring with you a lot, like these last few weeks, because when I was featuring for you, you had like just started selling out clubs like crazy. And we're kind of like, this is like nuts. And like, I was in awe of the fact that you could just go up and be like, Oh my God, this happened to me. Did you guys? And like, people were really excited to have like a moment with you. And I feel like that's much easier when it's like your audience to go, can we just like take a minute and talk about some stuff? But yeah, so I, the things I'm posting, I have some, some stuff from Portland. I need to just be filming every set just in case, but I'm not great about that. Um, but I, I have a girl in San Diego that I hired to film, a bunch of outdoor shows I did at this like club in Escondido and then uh, the La Jolla comedy store. I have some from that. The lighting is real rough on those. So I'm kind of like, I mean, I look like trash in these, but I guess it's funny. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's all I've got. Really. I didn't film any in Des Moines. Like I should be doing every show, but I just, See, I would love to do a residency in Des Moines. Des Moines. Great. They were, love, they were great. I would love to go into like Des Moines or Omaha and do like nine, do do nineteen shows there. It's great. Yeah, I would have loved to have done a bunch. I mean, they were lovely. Just like I tried, I tried to get Segura to move with me to Des Moines. Uh, yeah, during so right before we started, right before I did the tour, my other idea was I was going to get like twelve comics or you know ten comics, right, and move to a city, right, and that wasn't. That w- that where the where the COVID wasn't bad, right? And do socially distant, uh, you know, half capacity shows, right? And we just live in a house and just rent like a fucking badass house, get motorcycles, right? And fucking have a and like have a summer camp for us there, and then just do a residency, right? And then Chappelle did it, and you were like, oh, I guess someone already did that. No, he did it at his home. I was going to do it like somewhere else. Oh, right. Like, oh yeah, like summer camp thing. Yeah. Yeah. Chappelle did do that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, Whitney's was like, I think people think there were more of those than there were. It was really only like three times, I think. I only went to the first one and it was really just like the first one I went to was just like a group of comics like trying jokes in front of each other. And then the other two, I think there were like influencers and stuff there. But interesting. And Whitney's, how was it touring with Whitney? Uh, good. We didn't do a ton, we didn't do like what you did. It was. Did you guys have a bus? Maybe like no, we didn't do a bus. We just flew because we only did like seven, seven or eight, maybe not even that many. We did an East Coast run of like four or five places, and then we did like you know four places on the West Coast, and that was it. And they were drive-ins or outside, socially distanced, like people sitting in chairs. Like I think we did New Jersey, and that was like a big. Jersey was field. the big. Was, wait, was Jersey outside the racetrack? Uh, I think so. We weren't at a racetrack, but there was maybe one nearby. Yeah, it's, I did. You know, it's, it doesn't suck or not suck. But I'm just saying, like, I 
I didn't I did the ones where it was like fucking uh 2000 cars. Yeah, I did not like. We did two car ones and one of them they weren't allowed to get out and yeah, I was did, like I this is a nightmare. I did three of those. I did Rose Bowl was kind of like that, but they they could get in their trucks and they line them up at the front. That's good. Um, Rose Bowl says that, and Tom did that, and Tom was like, Tom was like, I can totally see that you've done a ton of these because I was so comfortable at the end. Yeah, where I was like, I knew, like I knew what I knew what reaction to expect. Yeah, and then we did Philly was fucking ridiculous. I mean, really, Philly was the 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 first. There was a guy a quarter mile of a a quarter mile away that I was telling jokes to. Wow, like that was it was insane. That was really. It was amazing, amazing experience. Wow. Philly was fucking amazing. And New Jersey was like that. Jersey was a ton of fucking cars, and we all sang. Um, it's also your Jersey. audience. like My audience likes to party. Likes to like tailgate and party. Like, yeah, that was the perfect time. fit for you. And not everybody's audience, I think, is like that. Someone told me that uh, someone else who was doing them said, you know, my audience isn't tailor-made for these. And I, yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, I guess, that's a good name for your special, tailor-made. Tailor-made. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> that's like something my dad would say like what about taylor made would oh, that be good shit, tailored to you <laughs> do you know 85 percent of the people who play daily fantasy sports lose i know that i definitely have lost a lot is that really surprising that's surprising to you it's not to me the game is rigged against you you're playing against thousands of other lineups not to mention experts who have more tools and more time than you do you don't stand a chance. Introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the players, the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name your stakes, winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Um, this is overwhelming. This is, I mean, this is insane. That they're showing you their lineups ahead of time. Come on, bro. I know I can win at this. You're in total control. Stat Hero is is DFS the way it was meant to be. One on one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash Burtcast. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. That's ridiculous. Go to stathero.com slash BurtCast. Stathero.com slash BurtCast. This podcast is brought to you by Liquid IV. I don't know if you can see it, but I am run down. Staying hydrated is the only thing I can be in control of. Sleeping is not. I cannot. I mean, we shoot like fucking 12 hours and then you come home. You just literally go to sleep. But hydration is something I can stay in front of. And dude, to stay hydrated, you know how many glasses of water you have to drink? That's ridiculous. When you can just use Liquid IV, if you're pushing your body hard, or feel run down, it's extremely important to stay hydrated. Make it a priority. With one stick of liquid IV and 16 ounces of water, you get two to three times faster and more efficient hydration than just water alone. I'm telling you, it's the first thing I do in the morning before my cup of coffee. I love doing it on set. I love dumping one on in, into, a, into a bottle of water, 16-ounce bottle of water, mid-afternoon. And by the way, it tastes fucking awesome. Okay, they've got lemon, lime, acacia berry, passion fruit, guava, watermelon, apple pie, and strawberry. Contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and more potassium than a banana. That's interesting. Healthier than those sugary sports drinks. No artificial flavors or preservatives. Less sugar than an apple. By the way, I've been eating apples too. (laughs) 
made clean ingredients, non-GMO, vegan, and free of gluten, dairy, and soy. The optimal ratio of glucose, sodium, and potassium delivers water and nutrients right into the bloodstream. I'm telling you, one stick with liquid IV, liquid IV and 16 ounces of water can give you as much hydration as two to three plain bottles of water. Get your game up. And by the way, Liquid IV has donated over 10 million servings globally uh, to um, in response to the COVID-19 products being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Grab your Liquid IV in bulk nationwide at Costco, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use the code BERT at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you get better hydration today by using the code BERT at liquidiv.com. Dude, I had the funniest fucking, I got to put this in a special. I got to put this in something. The other day I'm walking by Isla's room and I hear her go, Alexa, when was world, when did World War II start? And I'm like, bitch, you're in class and having Alexa take a test for you. Like she's. Oh, is that what was happening? Yeah, she's in class. Alexa. When did World War II start? Alexa, when did World War II end? Alexa, what year yeah. did Hitler die? And I'm like, I walked in and she goes, what? And I said, are you having Alexa answer these for you? And she goes, what? I've got the teacher on mute. She doesn't know. And I was like, oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't imagine what, I can't, I don't know how kids are learning anything. Oh, on we, we st- they uh, do they do school here now. Oh, good. We had them do it in the podcast studio because we just actually did all this yesterday Normally, this is just this has just been a room oh. where they took classes. Oh, cool! Because we had an incident uh, where I walked in the living room and I hear Isla's teacher on the computer say, "Your quiz starts now." And Isla's sound asleep, sound asleep <laughs> on the couch, mouth open. And Leanne comes. I go, Leanne. Oh. Isla is out, and she's supposed to be in a quiz right now. And Leanne goes, Isla. And Isla pops up. She goes, Mom, I'm in the middle of a quiz right now. I can't talk. That's so funny. Yeah, that fucking. That is so funny. Yeah, but um, yeah, so they've been doing school here now. Because, oh, okay. Yeah, we were problematic at the house. Yeah. And it, makes- it, gets them, it gets them together. Georgia can drive them over here. Yeah. You know, like they feel like they're getting up. And it's crazy. Yeah. Georgia makes coffee for herself. Does she really? I mean, she's 16, right? I didn't drink coffee until I was fucking 24. I mean, neither did I, but a lot, I think a lot of kids, this is just because I'm on TikTok and a lot of kids are drinking so wait, iced coffee. So I like tick. Do you like TikTok? I think TikTok should be regulated by the government. <laughs> I can get onto a TikTok. I How get many on followers TikTok. do you have on TikTok? I have no idea. I don't post. You don't do, you don't run it, huh? I don't think I post it. I don't think I've posted anything on TikTok. <laughs> really? I you do? have a TikTok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. I bet you, I bet you CrowdSurf or whoever made oh, yours. Yeah, they do. CrowdSurf made mine too. And then uh, I took it over. I have 862,000 followers. But, I, but they're just, I think they're just, it looks like they're my stories. They just post my stories and some stand up clips. Right. Yeah. I think either that or these all, are these all loopsies or loops? They're just going back and I'm forth. I'm surprised you're not on it. You're so like uh, good I, I was, at social media. I, uh, but I, you're, I mean, it's, it is. Here's the thing about TikTok. I, I get lost in it. It's so fun. Wait. So wait. Lost how do in you, it in a good way. Yeah. Wait. How do you do? So how do you? I, I've 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 had my daughters have done a TikTok before. Uh huh. Like on my phone. Yeah. And my daughter's friends have done a TikTok. But for the most part, I think CrowdSurf takes my stories that are good, right. and posts them on here. Yeah. But I don't like this one. Ooh. 
This one says community guidelines violation. Uh-oh. It's Snoop Dogg. So I'm going to assume it's cursing. Wow. Um, yeah, People curse on TikTok. This one's got 1.5 million views. That's good. Because it's, it's Yeah, stand-up does well. Because uh, like then, hot girls do their makeup and lip sync your jokes. I've seen that before. It's some so girl weird. Did, some girl, I wouldn't say she's a hot girl, she's a child. Well, but, yeah. Uh, I have a real... I have a real problem with age. Uh, yeah, you really don't like you like younger women make you uh, make you uncomfortable, which is so refreshing in this business. Well, it's <laughs> like, just it's just like look, I, I've there's if a, anyone ever came for you in that sense of being inappropriate with them, I'd be like, that's not a thing. Like I've, I've well, I by the way, my inappropriateness is just in language. Yeah, I'd be I like, say, oh, did he aggress- say something, say stupid? something stupid? Yes. Um, but I, you know, I've grown You're up. You're not attracted to younger women at all. No. Yeah. I want, I like, like, if you said to me, like, this sounds fucking insane. If you're like, you can have an affair with Leanne, you're never going to get caught. Mm-hmm. One affair. I'd probably uh, swing by like a middle school drop off. <laughs> And see what moms were the moms there looked like. Like that's the age. You're a famous person. You could probably call famous people, and you're like, I'd swing by like, a middle like, school. Like where where the where the moms where are. the moms are. Like a fucking nice eighth grade mom is fucking hot. Like I'll tell you, I'll tell you, <laughs> what I think. mom of a thirteen year old. Yeah, I want a mom. Which is what Leanne is. Yeah, I want. Yeah, I want a mom who's been a mom for a while. Right. Like I want. I want her to be. I want her to be like comfortable in her body where. You know, like she knows herself. Right. I want jelly on her shirt. Like yeah. I, want, I want her to have made I want sandwiches. Her to say, I want her to morning. say no and I'll listen. Like yeah. I want her to be like, Yeah, I don't do that. I have a bad shoulder. And then you're like, Okay, cool. <laughs> I didn't know that. I'm so glad that we have boundaries. I'm so not I'm so not uh Yeah, TikTok would make you really uncomfortable then. Yeah, I I I don't like I don't like I don't like the um I I'm not a fan of watching. Here's the problem is that I've, I've, I've spent 16 years with little girls, little girls that came to my house and would dance and put on uh, princess outfits and go swimming in the pool. And, mm-hmm. and I've seen these girls turn into young ladies and they have boyfriends now in Georgia and her friends. And I, I think it's just gross. I think that mm-hmm. to be that kind of dad. And, and so I, I just, it's I, by the way, also, and I, I think this should be normal. I'm not, that's not the thing I'm into. I'm into like, like Leanne. Like mm-hmm. I want like like I saw a picture of uh, like I I'm upset that milf porn isn't actual moms. Like <laughs> you know like they go milf porn and I'm like nah she's not a real mom. I want a real mom. That's like so I want funny. someone who who covers their belly a little bit. You know like I want right. I want a sloppy decolletage. <laughs> like I'll tell you what I think smoking hot uh-huh. because of her momness. Is Jennifer Garner? Oh yeah, Jennifer, Jennifer Garner, Garner she's as so a mom, like regardless. as a mom, yeah. like the fact that she like puts on like it's like you think her feet probably smell, you know, like she just like she's got like sneakers on and she's making sunflower seeds and baking cookies. Like, You're that only kind of attracted shit. to women you can picture going, Jacob. Yeah, Jacob. <laughs> okay, what did I say? Like that's what you need. <laughs> but here's the thing about TikTok: you could like curate your following like there's so much stuff on tiktok that's not like children dancing like i don't see those videos i don't like i, I, I anymore i, I see you. like people traveling and like you know so married you couples comes, pranking each is, other this is will smith i don't like seeing will smith on tiktok oh is will smith on tiktok he's dressed up as a leprechaun 
Like, Every, like, I mean, I don't know why I'm surprised. Everyone's on TikTok. I'm now. like, you're better than that, Will. Like, you're fucking a movie star. He probably has more followers. Than fucking, you. I'm sure he does. I'm not, <laughs> but I'm like, come on, Will. Come on, Will. Every man. time I do like a trend on TikTok, I'm always like, that would be fun. I should do that. And then I'm always embarrassed and I always delete it because I'm like, you're a grown I'll, t- up. I'll tell you what I don't like. I'll tell you what. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't like this this trend I've seen on TikTok of uh, dudes in like tight fitting shirts with jeans on with a like a, a nice like hunting cap uh, dancing like they're I sexy. Seen that. Uh, I see a lot of those. See, that's like, so interesting. Everyone gets such different stuff. I see this one dude. I see this one dude on Instagram all the time who's uh-huh. got tattoos all over his face and it's like scarred tattoos across his eye uh-huh. and he like is a model and he holds up puppies and stuff. Oh, like I just go like, it's so fascinating to me because I go, what's your like, what? So what's, where does this go from here? Where does this go? I know I do that too, where I'm like, but what's your plan? Like, yeah. are you just going to put on makeup forever? Like, is that the career move? Like, like I, I end up, yeah, I end up going, I need to like, I'll, I'll tell you who exactly who I follow on, uh, on TikTok because, um, this is who I follow. Okay. okay. How do you, can you follow, follow, show your followers? Yeah. yeah. Uh, following. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This one dude. Oh, uh, letter Kenny is a fucking hilarious show. It's in Canada. I saw it one time high and I couldn't stop laughing. Okay. This DJ, it's on here. Is that who you're looking up? Yeah. Is there's this DJ Oscar wild official and okay. he does mashups and they're really fucking good. And, uh, and I, okay. I want to, I want to, I want to reach out to him and be like, Hey, can you release like an album of your mashup so I can jog to them or oh, like start a podcast? Cool. This is who you follow. Yeah. Uh, this, this guy pers- right here. Yeah. Do you yeah. know who do you know who I followed on TikTok? And who, I don't follow who, who? that many people. There was this woman, I don't even know how I found her. I follow her. Kelsey Cook. Keep going. Yes, I follow Kelsey Cook as well. Kelsey Cook Comedy. Go follow Kelsey. Ethan Klein. Uh so many good people. Um there was this woman who I followed who is just like this like older British lady who makes like six to twelve videos a day where she's just talking about what current events going on or like, you know, her dogs. Like she did one where she responded to somebody who had posted about like being a hoarder or something. And they were like, I'm so embarrassed. Like it's so hard. And she stitched it and it was just her going, it's not so bad, is it? You just start right here. I started weeping, Bert. It was like one in the morning. I was obviously in a fragile place. I sent it to my siblings. I was like, you guys, I'm, I'm following this woman. She made me miss Nana. I'm so sad and I'm oh crying. I'm fully crying at her just going, it's all right. Just stop right there. Let me. So not, I fo- she's got, she's got 120,000 followers. I think a lot of people probably feel like that about her. She's great. She's amazing. I, I looked at TikTok as an opportunity to, cause I don't run it. I don't like post on it. I, someone else posts, but I found it to be an opportunity for me to have a f- clean start with yes. what I wanted to curate. I'll tell you who I follow and I fucking love. Shannon Barrett Pinkerton. Her thing is Pinkerton Boys Adventures. Now, I'm not really certain what her thing is. I'm, 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 I'm going to try to... It's... I think... Um, by the way, I'm, I'm just accruing this from watching it. I think she lives with five Down Syndrome boys. I, it's, I think they're all different nationalities, so I think she adopted them. Okay. But their energy, like uh, for whatever fucking reason... Their energy makes me so happy. Aww. Like to see like this one kid is really obsessed with Snoopy uh-huh. or not Snoopy, uh, uh, Scooby-Doo. Uh-huh. And like, and you forget like, oh, there's, 
like there that's very close to me like there's certain things i'm obsessed with that i get into like i love hats i love like yeah. new hats and he's got a snoopy hat on or a Aww. fucking scooby-doo hat on and i follow him and i was like i was like i don't want like when I go to my my I really fucked up my Instagram feed because my Instagram well, feed Instagram, of like Instagram you're like, it's like following it's like look at toothless people because I got obsessed with plaque oh. removal I got obsessed with Puerto Rican haircuts I got Instagram obsessed do you with, go on the explore page I don't even go on the explore page ever because I just follow so many That's I never I really I never use the explore page and I feel like Instagram's just work now so I like never go on that anymore I go on TikTok and just like watch it there's been stuff on there there are people doing impressions on tiktok oh for uh, see i gotta get more i gotta i'm gonna go on your tiktok and see who you follow i don't follow that many people look at this i follow Fucking chase tooth cleaning oh god do you follow chase wait friedman yeah 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 no he's on tiktok yeah Is he it's talking called about chase his? gets better whoa yeah shut you up. gotta go follow him right hold now on, hold his on, videos are doing pretty well has anyone has uh, I don't, I'm hesitant to even talk about what's going on with them? I know I don't know if yeah. I mean you should have him on the podcast. Honestly, I just, would love to. Wait, Chase it. gets better. Yeah, he texts me uh, every now and then. Yeah, he's. I mean, that I'm, dude is. Chase gets I love better. Chase. Yeah, I love Chase. So this, yeah, I saw the, I saw this. He sent me. I saw this. Uh, yeah, he's texted me a couple of these privately yeah i told him i was like you gotta you gotta get on tiktok man like oh that's fucking great. you gotta do it tiktok makes me feel so much better like really i feel like there's so many people on there just going like here's something i wish i'd known oh i saw this we talked about this todd glass talked about this we watched this kid do a tiktok the other day and it was so brilliant i tweeted it out do you remember that guy's name halston i tweeted it out this guy was so i wonder if i followed him he did this time travel tiktok oh wait i didn't even follow chase hold on i gotta follow chase um he did follow back he did this tiktok i bet i followed this fucking kid that was so goddamn funny and it was about going into the future about shaving his head uh was it and, like a loop no it was him going his previous self coming here and going uh Hey, what's up? And he's like, oh my God. And it's him doing it to him. Yeah. Like his, he walks oh. in the door with his head shaved and he's like, what, what did you do? And he's like, oh, I'm from the future. I shaved my head. And he was like, it looks horrible. And he goes, yeah, I know. And he's like, can we stop it? Cause we know it's that horrible now. And he's like, I mean, I don't think so. And he's like, what if I know not to do that? And he was like, I think what, and then it cuts back. He's in the door again and his hair's long. And he's like, we did it. And then the previous him cuts back to him and he's got his shaved head. And he's like, oh no, it didn't have, it was so fucking smart that that's I was like, so and good. that's what Todd Glass and I ta ended up talking about was, um, was the, uh, how many funny kids are on TikTok, Dude, kids are so funny. And you know what it is? It's just, there's more platforms to be funny on now. TikTok's really short form. I think that helps. There's also a lot of unfunny kids who are just like stealing other people's jokes. Yeah, that's jokes, what I don't like. That, which I, is not great. I but. saw I, I saw someone steal one of my jokes and on TikTok right when it, when my last special came out, I had right. a joke. And it was I mean, I I had a joke about hang on, I'm texting my trainer to uh, text me oh, when you are which is yeah. another good reason to film all your sets so that if somebody comes to your show, oh. does your joke, you're like, oh, I you obviously saw my show or something because I've been doing this for six months. Yeah, I released a special and then the next day it's a meme. And it's right. but it's not no one's giving me credit. The right. joke was um 
uh oh fuck what was it oh my wife won't have sex with me if i'm sick mm-hmm. and and i'm like come on oh. please and then she was like i was like don't worry we'll practice safe sex she's like you're gonna wear a condom and i was right. like no doggy style so you cough into the wall right turn it around lunger whatever i said right, right, right. and then all of a sudden it's like sex during coronavirus and yeah, and yeah i was yeah, like yeah. i was like yeah fucking assholes yeah whatever but I, you know what i didn't even call anyone on it like because some people will be like some people have the balls will be like that's my joke and i, I go i'm not doing that maybe i maybe i didn't maybe i'm not the most original guy and yeah. that meme was out there for years and i never saw it and right. i wrote the joke and i'm like i'm not gonna that's the other thing i don't do i don't call people out because i go i don't want the attention back on me right like, i know I, i'm like i'd rather just stay in the fray and be like whatever i didn't yeah that's why i don't fight with people online because i go i'm not gonna fight with you online because you could really light me up and it would hurt yeah and you don't know what you're stepping into right yeah i got into a fight with these kids when i was a kid i was telling my daughters about this um they were shooting bb guns at my dad's office at the cars and the our my dad's secretary jan said can you go out and just scare the shit out of those kids if you scare them they'll stop so i go out i'm in high school i'm like a junior and I stand in my dad's, the fence to my dad's office was here, it was like this high, but it went down eight feet to their yard. The yard was like oh, okay. six feet lower than where the fence was. So I stick up the thing, I go, hey, that's enough of that shit. Cut that out. And they're like, fuck you. They're like 10. They're like, fuck you. And I was like, hey, for real, no more BB guns, okay? And the kid just pulls his gun up and just goes <gasps> and shoots me in the chest. I was oh like, my God. motherfucker. I said, do that again and i'll jump over this fence and i'll whip your fucking ass and i go and they're like okay so they turn it around and they're like and i oh go to God. i go to fake ju- like i go to jump over the fence as soon as i do they run away and i'm like all right whatever so i go inside and i tell my dad's secretary i was like i think i scared the fuck out of them and they're like okay this and this is why i don't fight with people on twitter or online yeah so i go inside and i come back out to go back to do a drop because my dad was a lawyer and i was dropping off stuff over the summer and they're in the backyard again and they're standing on a picnic table in their backyard they're like hey i wish i could tell you what they said but i just don't say that word anymore but hey right maggot <laughs> and i go i go yeah and they're like you still gonna kick our asses and i go up and i sit i get up to the fence i go shoot me with that gun again and i'll jump over this fence and i will whoop the fuck out of both of you mm-hmm. and they're both of them pull up their bb guns just and i'm like oh my god so i go to jump over the fence and as i do their 21 year old brother comes running oh out of the house and i'm like oh god oh god oh god i ran i jumped in my car i locked the windows rope he climbs up the fence and he's like get out of your car motherfucker and i was like not gonna get out of my car and that humility that moment of getting your ass kicked but not getting beaten up but right. losing the fight but not getting beaten up right that's the reason i don't fight with people online because i go you wow. don't know what you're stepping into i talked shit to one kid one time he was like, uh, he said something. I don't know. We even know what he said. He said something, and I just go, uh, I light him up. I don't know that he's one of the biggest gamers in the world. Oh. And that's his world. It's like these. the internet is right. his world. And he just fucking destroyed me. And then, <sighs> and then, and then, like, he, he DM'd me, and then I followed him. He followed me, and then he DM'd me, and I was like, hey, man, I didn't. I'm sorry I didn't mean anything. He's like, I said something about go back to your mom's basement or something. I don't know what it was about. And uh, and he fucking lit me up. And then we apologized to each other. And then I followed him and I was like, and then there's my trainer. She kind of looks like you too. 
Oh, really? Yeah. She, she, her and George are really connected. Oh. Yeah. And so um, he fucking, I follow him the next day and he's like talking about emotional, about depression and suicide and all this shit. And I was like, oh, fuck. Mm. I was this poor kid's going through real shit. And here I yeah. am fucking coming at him. What am I doing that for? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's. Jaden Williams. Jaden Williams. It's a fucking funny. It made me giggle. It made me go like, I'm not working hard enough. Really? Well, everyone yeah. on TikTok knows how to edit and stuff. Like all the editing. Can you edit or do you send stuff to people? Um, I send stuff to people. I can edit, but I, a lot of times I send it to other people. I mean, the editing that's happening on TikTok, that TikTok, the app just allows you to do with like transitions and stuff. Oh, I've never done that. It's, oh my God, it's insane. I mean, there's a girl on TikTok who has like, 10 million followers or something. I don't even follow her, but she's so popular. They show me her videos all the time and she will just do videos of her getting ready. She does them every single morning. And it's just like to music where there's like transitions where it's like changing. It's like hard to even explain, but I'm like, this is a skill. Like this is that's, I want to, I, 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 I want to do a putting on makeup one. Yeah, where, you where should, I'm doing someone. You should else's have Kelsey act, help you do that. Where I'm putting on, I'm doing someone else's act. I'm like, that's really funny. You see, should. I like, I like being creative. Yeah, like I don't like. See, that's my thing. Is I and it, it sucks that you can't really. It seems it's no one like when, to to bring this full circle. That day that everyone posted the black squares, and I uh -huh. didn't originally because I said I shouldn't. I should listen. Right. I should instead read their stories. Right. And then I got hate crime emails like right you are you are committing a hate crime bert your silence is deafening wow. you, how dare you make money off the back of black people in comedy right. and all the jokes you've made and i was like fuck and then i was like fuck i'll post it and then the comments were like you're a coward right and i'm like okay this isn't this isn't what i enjoy in life right like i don't enjoy this this energy of people who are are emotionally unstable that want to fight online that are on both sides. I don't like being in the middle of that. Right. I like to just come up with a stupid fucking idea that someone sees and giggles. Right. You know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I felt like, I felt like part of listening was like being willing to like put it out there, like what you thought and like, but again, everybody's different. Like I, I posted things and shared things cause I felt like, Oh, I want this to be clear that I believe this and support this. And also you're right. It's that, it's that delicate balance of like, am I taking up too much space here? And, and how much is listening and how much is just like virtue signaling or just, yeah, it's just making it, you know, yourself feel better. Right. Like, exactly. I so go, it's, it's hard. It's hard to, listen when you're talking yeah but it's also like it's very privileged for us to even feel like uncomfortable and be like do i even want to get involved in any of that like that's just very privileged no yeah Wait, i was that, told i was told by my by my one of my black friends i said i don't really follow politics i don't even care who wins he goes yeah you've got that privilege yeah and i said exactly. why and he goes because no matter who wins you're still winning exactly and i was yeah. like what and they're like nothing's being taken away from you and i was like oh yeah, yeah i never yeah. thought of it that way and he's like yeah then but but yeah that's that's what should happen is to have those conversations where you go oh i never thought of it that way thank you for opening my eyes now i'm listening you know like fucking yeah i mean if, if if there's really someone who hasn't grown at all over this last year then you're you missed the whole point i know of of everything you gotta everything 
Yeah. It's been such a fucking chaotic year. And I was privileged enough to tour with a black man, my bus driver, Ron, who's a friend, good friend of mine. I would argue a brother of mine now. Throughout all that George Floyd shit, I had him mm-hmm. to go like to bounce ideas off of. I feel bad for people that don't have like a diverse group of friends where you can't just, you know, be like, sweet, let's talk. I want to. I feel like this year, like, really helped people focus up and who knows how long it'll last now that everything's opening back up and people are going to be able to be distracted now again from uh looking at themselves but i feel like everybody took a look at themselves this year and was like oh i might not be that great oh i thought you're gonna say fat i was like i looked at myself <laughs> I was like, i'm fat i should lose some fucking weight oh my gosh and i don't think i did speaking of weights my trainer's here i'm gonna go work out okay um <laughs> I, absolutely, for having me I again. absolutely love you you're one of I my favorite you, human thank beings you. in the world for real thank you for, for having real. me you again. always have a special place in my heart because you look like my daughter yeah and <laughs> <laughs> if your daughter ever stops talking to you you can call me uh by the way you i'm waiting I'm, I'm waiting for that moment where i go i i'm just gonna put taylor on the phone <laughs> will you just tell her what i'm trying to say and then, you know me better than she knows me yeah, and then i'll we'll be on the phone and i'll go yeah no i totally hear what you're saying and that makes sense <laughs> and i get it <laughs> Your dad is an asshole. (laughs) Um, Thank you for doing this. Thank you. Fuck yeah. First podcast in the new studio. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.